Butcher Baby's Heidi Shepard defends return to nipple tape for Freak on a Leash music video. Seven Dust to enter studio this summer. Scott Ian says new Anthrax album should be here in 2023. James Hetfield has breakdown on stage. Dave Mustaine is becoming the coolest cat in metal. And Metal Mike brings you an interview with Jason Hardwin of the band Becoming. Straight ahead. I am Bushy. Over there is Metal Mike. How are you, man? All right, all right, all right, Big Bushy. How you doing, brother? Man, I'm weird. I'm doing weird. It was a weird day today at work. Uh, we had a guy rip his finger off. And I don't mean that as a euphemism. I mean... Oh, fuck. Really? I mean, oh. he ripped his finger off. Uh, oh, damn, dude. Shit. Yeah, there's a metal that had to be bent into a tube so you use rollers and uh, i i don't know why he got so close to this thing but let me tell you how fast this went down uh he had finished up it was right after lunch and uh he had finished up the pallet of stuff he had to do he had moved that with the forklift and i was like don't turn it off i need it i got on the forklift i drove 15 feet to take a pallet down and put it where it had to be Grab another pallet right beside there, an empty one, and put it mm-hmm. back on that 15, right. you know, 15 feet away on that table. I got off the forklift, walked back over to that machine, and he's hauling ass from way back in the plant up by me holding his hand in the air. Now, he has gloves on, but I notice one of them is just white. So it was his bone sticking out. It took it up just past the end knuckle. It got caught all the way up in there, and I guess he ripped it out. The uh, finger of the glove came off, so you could see all the white meat and, of course, the uh, finger bone. Um, he was pale as a ghost, but in no pain whatsoever. Um, we had to go. We had to do a finger search. Like, like 
We had to go over by the machine he was working on to find his damn finger so that we could ship it with him. Uh, because I live in such a small mountain town. The oh, that's bad, dude. Yeah, yeah the, the hospital. The hospital here is not equipped for it. He had to be life flighted out to, uh, I don't know if he went to Asheville or to uh, Johnson City. So, yeah, that was that was exciting. <laughs> well, my heart goes out to him, man, and uh, sending positive energy his way. Hopefully they can repair it, man, you know. Uh, they're going to have to cut that. Uh, they're just going to have to cut the bone. Take the figure off. Probably, probably. yeah. It's not, it's not looking good. Because of those rollers, the majority of his finger was actually in that finger piece of the glove we found under the machine. There was no blood. Literally, from the back of this plant all the way up to the front offices, there was two drops of blood scattered wow. about 100 feet apart. However, when we cut that glove off, hello, we found out where the blood was. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, Shit. yeah. It, dude, he was crazy. Like, man, tell the boss guy, I'm so sorry. I can't believe this happened. I'm, I'm like, dude, your fucking finger's gone. Calm down. I think the boss will be all right. Yeah, man. yeah. You know, right. But uh, I do. Well, have you some know how it is. News. Sometimes people get worried that even if they get hurt on the job, you know, that they're going to get in trouble, or you know, I mean. There's certain places that would want to do drug tests and all this other bullshit. And... Well, that's probably what'll happen. And I've noticed that most places down here, if you get hurt, I don't, I don't know what. The... They must follow the labor laws as minimally as possible because if you get hurt down here, they'll call it a safety violation. They'll can you. Yeah, and that sucks. I mean, yeah. you just. You know, so he's probably worried. You know, my fucker lost his finger, might lose his job. You know, I mean, hopefully that doesn't happen. You know, yeah, we'll see because this is a private-owned yeah. company. It's not a, it's not a corporate place. So, yeah, hopefully this new owner will be cool. You know, yeah. about it. We'll just have to wait and see, I guess. But I do have some good news. Uh, last night I actually sat in with Baco for Cobras and Fire Baco Plus One. Oh yeah? yeah, cool, cool. How's old Baco, man? He's he's doing well. He's doing well. Um, I Ooh, hurt, got... man. Baco never invites me for anything. I see how it is. I see how it is. You know. As everyone loves Bushy. Whatever, man. I'm supposedly the guy who brought a whole new dynamic to this shit. But whatever. <laughs> ah, fuck it. Baco knows I love him. It's oh yeah. So what did he have you on for? I mean, what was the subject? Oh, his, just... his plus one is very loose. It's basically just a conversation. He had some topics for me. Uh, it's basically like we do our news sec uh, uh, segment. It, oh, okay. It was the whole show. Cool, so, cool. So it was fun. Yeah, Baco's good people. He dropped great a great joke. He dropped oh, yeah? a great joke at the beginning. I can't wait for you to hear it. Uh, as, as we're recording this, I recorded with him last night. This won't come out for two weeks. So uh, we'll see. Maybe it'll be out by then. I hope so, man. I'll definitely be listening to it. Uh, they got a great podcast, those guys, Cobras oh, yeah. and Fire. And, yeah, Baco, man, like you say, he does the plus one. And uh, he does all this really, you know, it's good good stuff, man, good stuff. Well, he definitely So uh, all you fuckers props. out there, if you're not listening to Cobras and Fire, listen to him. Oh, well, that's cool of him. I appreciate that. Yeah, he, uh, he said, you know, content and... Uh, us on the mic is like 90% of the battle. The rest of it's uh -huh. just, you know, the networking and trying to get the, uh, right. Trying to get the listens, but well, it, really I, I, it really depends on the subject because I just looked 
you know, at numbers, and that uh, Life of Agony episode is still doing well. And this last one we dropped, the uh, 10 albums, uh, it's taking some time to steamroll. Yeah, it, well, it took me a little while to be able to actually um, push it. I couldn't push it right away because I was at my dad's helping him with stuff, and then I had to work. And, you know, so by the time I got, and then the first night I come back to work, I'm in the building by myself from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. So I didn't really get to really push it until I think like Tuesday night, you know, and then, and then I only did part of it. And then I, I pimped it some more last night. So that might have something to do with it, you know, I'm, but uh, I'm really proud of that episode, that last episode. I think it turned out really well. I listened to it. I always listen though, not because I'm a narcissistic fuck, but just because to critique myself, you know, right. well, what can I do better? And, you know, but I, I really, and it was a lot of fun to, it was a lot of hard work. It was a lot of agonizing over shit like we talked about in the episode, but I had a lot of fun doing it, man. Oh, hell yeah, I did too. It was a great time. Um, what did you think? Uh, I started messing with EQ a little bit. Well, there was one thing I noticed, and I don't know if it was something on my end, and it might have been. In fact, I just, because uh, see, I've got two mics on my soundboard. Right. One for me and one for Beldo or whoever's co-hosting with me. And I just realized just now it, his was not on mute. So I noticed that there were certain times where it was not real bad, but just a slight echo. Slight echo in the background, yeah. And I didn't know why. And I'm, I'm wondering if that was it. But I just muted Bildo's mic. So hopefully there's no echo on this, but there might be. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, if we'll see. If there was an echo and it stops, then we know that's what it was the cause. Because most of the time I try to make sure that I mute Bill's mic whenever I'm doing my podcasting thing. And then I got to make sure I unmute it, even though it doesn't really matter because these mics pick up fucking everything. Right. Uh, uh, but I, you know, sometimes I forget, you know forget to unmute it and mute it and so it could have been on me but other than that dude and it was only like certain segments of the show it wasn't the whole thing so and, and i didn't really notice it when i was listening to it externally on my car but when i had my earbuds yes that's what that's where i noticed that's it. when i noticed it yeah. yeah yeah but no i messed with the eq settings to try to get more of a radio sound since i don't have a sound board uh, i have to do everything in post uh, so I thought the sound quality on that one was a lot better than the than the last couple. And the last couple have been really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it sounded good, man. I think it's like, you know, um, but yeah, just like, just got to get the word out, man. And I think also just us being more consistent. And now that you've moved and you, you poor guy, man, I mean, you were fucking recording episodes standing up. You were editing episodes standing up I'm like, oh, my God, you know, like it was horrible. I feel bad for you, dude. I'm like, shit, Bush, I'm sorry. Maybe I better learn how to edit. You know? <laughs> like, fuck. I mean, I'm like, damn, you know? Nah, it's all good. I uh, I wouldn't want your job. I see how many groups you share that into because it'll pop up randomly in my feed. And I'm like, I don't even belong to this many groups. I belong to a bunch of them, dude. I belong to a bunch of them, you know? Um, even with my radio show, I post the fuck out of it. I always... It's just something Scott taught me what to do. And also, I noticed Ian did it with even with the podcast. He would post it everywhere. So, yeah. you know. Definitely. Yeah. So, Heidi Shepard of the Butcher Babies has done a uh, cover song, Freak on a Leash, with the uh, Los Angeles-based rock band Gina and the Eastern Block. They teamed up with uh, Little Miss Nasty. 
And of course, uh, Heidi Shepherd, they covered Chords Freak on a Leash. Have you heard it? Something takes a part of me. Something lost and never seen. Every time I start to believe, something's raped and taken from me, from me. Life's gotta always be messing with me. Chill and let me be free. Can't I take away all this pain? I try to every night, all in vain, in vain. Sometimes I cannot take this place. Sometimes it's my life I can't taste. Sometimes I cannot feel my face. You'll never see me fall from grace Something takes a part of me I have not. I have not. It's not bad. It's very, very Feeling slow. Like um, it's, it's definitely different, uh, but still uh, good. See, I don't have a problem with that. See, that I, I like it when an artist... Okay, I feel about covers the way I do about remakes of movies. I don't... Like with a remake of a movie, I don't want to see the exact same thing that I saw before, but with different actors. Right. I want somebody, whoever does it, to put their stamp on it. I like it when an artist... I mean, look at Jews Priest with fucking um, Diamonds and Rust. I mean, they totally put their own spin on that song, man. I like covers like that. If you're going to do a cover, I kind of like the artist to put their stamp on it. They so, did. They did. I mean, it's, it's, cool. it's definitely the same chord progressions and everything. Um, yeah. The music video is definitely NSFW. <laughs> huh. uh, because everybody's wearing nipple tape. Um, oh, nice. And, and it's, it's a bunch of... It, you know, it's two female bands with, of course, Heidi Shepard, female from the Butcher Babies, uh, co co vocalist, I guess you'd call her. She's since taken to Instagram to explain that decision to return to that nipple tape. It is just a clip. She's actually the only one that's dressed throughout most of the video, because you know that was kind of their thing. Her and Carla Harvey, they were wearing the oh, nipple yeah, tape yeah. early in their career. Sure. Yeah. So on her Instagram, she writes, uh, "Let's talk over the past fourteen years of my career." I've grown into a woman in front of the whole world. Over those 14 years, I've also seen the industry change. In metal, we've been told that it's not metal to embrace your feminine qualities, but I've also seen the same women called ugly and gross when we don't. We've seen, quote-unquote, them say that we women should tone down the bowl, but then they say we need to be extra bold to play with the boys. They tell us we all are to be unique that immediately pin us against and compare us to each other. We see them say people don't want to see women scream. We should sing and be pretty. Then say we're all clones after they are the ones that shoved us in the corner to begin with. <laughs> She's got a valid point, man. Absolutely. But I don't think it's... But for me, I, I hope she don't mean they as in fellow metalheads or metal... I, I, I'm just going to call it for what it is. Uh, the modern feminism movement is right. responsible for a lot of this shit, okay? Um, 
Look, man, I'm I'm a pretty liberal guy in some ways. You know, it's it's weird with you know me. You know, I'm I'm liberal about some things and conservative about others. I'm it just depends on the issue. And uh, but I do get a little tired of these feminazis because I'm like, you know, y'all won, okay? Like, you know, you, and, and another thing that bothers me about them is it's like they say they want equality, but then when they get treated equal, they bitch about it. It, 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 and that's my problem with most special interest groups. They, they say they want equality, but what they really want is special treatment. They want preferential treatment. They want, I don't, I, I, fuck off, man. You know, you, you can't have it both ways. I'm sorry, man. Well, you this, can't, you know, you know and, I, and I think that's important you hit on that because she goes on to say what approach to dive back into nipple tape for this music video. I admit I was apprehensive because, oh my God, what would they think? Uh, then Henry Fleury uh, reminded me of how hard I've worked. He reminded me that I came into this industry as a BAMF, and I still am. I don't know what the fuck a BAMF is. Uh, he reminded me that I'm here to fuck shit up. He reminded me that the female body is a goddamn piece of art, and I should feel comfortable in the body I've worked so hard for. From surviving gastros, uh, gastro, gastroscosis? Yeah, gastroscosis. Uh, I feel like Joe Biden. Um, badass motherfucker, I guess, is what that means. Okay, yeah. Overcoming debilitating eating disorder, breaking her back, now crushing the gym. Should feel grateful and proud of the body I have. We all should. I deserve to embrace my feminine qualities in any form I want, whether it's nipple tape or turtlenecks. Because we all have those moments of feeling like a badass, sexy woman. Then also where we want to rock our sweats and baggy-ass t-shirt. We should be empowered by both. So, yeah, because I, I guess she knew that she was going to catch some flack. They kind of crapped on the whole nipple tape thing. And, you know, it was like, yeah, that's a phase. We don't have to do that anymore because we're here. Everyone knows us now. And, you know, they, they basically freely admitted that it was kind of part of the act, you know, to try to get some notoriety. Um, you know what? Yeah. I mean, you, look, man, you milk it, dude. Okay. It's kind of like Ozzy said with the whole bat and dub thing. He's like, look, I didn't. He goes, you know, the dub, I was fucking completely blown out by, you know, I was drunk on Hennessy. He goes, the bat was a freak accident. He goes, but I milked it. Oh, hell You know, yeah. like he said, oh, I'd be a fucking idiot if I didn't. I'm in this business to make dough and lots of it. I like making dough. Yeah, hello. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, hello. Yeah, Ozzy. Yeah, you're right. And it's the same. Look, I mean, it's not, but it isn't. The way I look at it. People should pretty much be allowed to do whatever the fuck it is they want to do as long as they're not hurting anyone. And and, and these people that are like attacking people like the butcher babies or whatever for, for showing their sexuality, you're just as bad as those right-wing, puritanical, Bible-thumping freaks back in the day that used to fucking try to censor Hustler and pornography. It's the same thing. It's just on back the other the day, side. Those, those bitches, dude, I live with these people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. But dude, how are they how are they any different? How are they any different, man? They're like trying to fucking, you know, even comic books it's like they try to desect like this one artist and it was hilarious. There's this picture that he this guy he had drawn a pic a cover Spider-Man with Mary Jane looking very well, attractive, right? Right. And right. this dude made her look all like normal and like gave her a flat chest and basically asexualized her. And I don't and, and it was great. He was all like, well, I corrected this. And the guy who actually drew the cover was like, um, well, actually, you didn't correct it. And your body posture is fucked up. And nobody sits like that. And 
basically he ripped on this and the guy called himself non-binary so you know he's a fucking weirdo right there and i'm sorry if this is gonna piss some of you sensitive people off but i'm not playing your pronoun games man i'm not i have no problem with somebody transitioning from a man to a woman or vice versa but this shit of saying oh i'm a well you know what if that's the case then i'm gonna be a fucking i'm gonna identify myself as a demon from now on with a huge demon cop because I I'm want... going to identify as a billionaire and start fucking writing right, checks. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't we just fucking come on, man? You know, quit living in fucking fantasy land, okay, motherfuckers. Jesus, oh, yeah, that's grow a, a spine. That's a, that's a... I'm going to write a book, "Grow a Spine" by Doctor Michael Tyler. <laughs> you fucking pussies. Do you dig? Fuck. Do you dig seven dust? Actually, I do like Seven Dust, man. I remember when it came out in the late 90s. I saw him at Ozfest. In fact, I just seen him a year or two ago uh, open for Clutch. Great live band. Now, you know, it, it's weird with me because, you know, I'm not, I'm sure there's some people that are listening, about, oh, turn, especially them hardcore metal guys, you know. Um, you know, because I've had people say, well, how can you like a band like, you know, Death Angel and like uh, Seven Dust? Well, to me, number one, don't be an elitist douchebag, okay? Right. I mean, it's like, I'm not saying you got to love Seven Dust, but I'm like, Seven Dust are metal. They were part of that whole, what I call, new wave of American metal from that period in the 90s. Um, bands like, um, well, I mean, even Pantera was kind of classified. Because Pantera, it's like, well, are they thrash? Are they groove? Well, they, 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 they combined everything, and they were part of that movement. Um, Lamb of God was part of that movie. A lot of bands oh, were yeah. part of the whole, you know, thing, you know. And, uh, I mean, so, yeah, I, I think Seven Dust are a talented band. I mean, are they in my top bands? No, but, I, you know, they got some good tunes. Yeah, man. that's what I was... Thing, I'll tell you one thing, man. They're no studio babies. Uh, they're a good live band. You know, it's like I said about Volbeat a while back. Like, I saw them with Anthrax and... They were good. They sounded great. They sounded just like their albums, man. It was really weird, though, because I, I know technically they're the bigger draw now, but Anthrax opened for them, but it was a disjointed show because, quite honestly, I think it would have been a better show. I think it would have flowed more if Volbeat had played first because Anthrax blew them off the stage, dude. But that doesn't mean that Volbeat was bad. Right. It was just kind of weird because, you know, I mean, Anthrax, thrash metal, high energy, right? And then you got Volbeat that's more, um, well, really, they're a mixture of different types of styles of music. I mean, they're metal, but there's there's like almost like some bluegrass and country and blues in there and like yeah, rockabilly and, you know, you know so... But, um, and, and again, Volbeat's one of those bands. I like some of their stuff. I'm not like a hardcore fan. But there's some people, it's, it's certain bands that seem to be very divisive. Well, like you mentioned, the Butcher Babies covering Corn. You know, it's right. like Corn. I'm a for I'm when it comes to Corn, I'm kind of more of a first three albums kind of guy, and then after that, I'm like, okay, this is starting to all sound the same, and they're getting stuck in a rut, and and I moved on. I, again, I know that a lot of people, especially metalheads of my generation, not all of them, but some, oh, just absolutely hated Corn. I didn't because I thought, oh, well, this is different. Very it's different. so different, you know. And, and also being that I love Black Sabbath, and what is Black Sabbath known for doing? Uh, down tuning. Right. Uh, 
even bands like Crowbar, what do they do? Downtown. So when Korn did what they did, to me, it wasn't that big of a deal. It was like, oh, the one thing I did notice, oh, okay, not very many guitar solos or whatever. And of course, we know how what happened with all that. But but again, I feel about whether you want to call it rap metal, new metal, alternative metal, I feel about that subgenre the way I do about all subgenres of hard rock and heavy metal. Some of the bands in that category I like, some of them I don't. Sure. Depends, Silver you know? Dust had kind of a hardcore edge to him. Um, mm-hmm. I think LeJean Witherspoon's a great a vocalist. Great vocalist. Great vocalist, um, yeah. I'm a wicked casual fan. I am not going to lie. Same with me. Yeah, I mean, I've got all their stuff digitally bushy, but I mean, and every once in a while I'll play Seven Dust on my show. Yeah, you'll but, have, like, to, I'm not you'll have to hook me you. up. I don't have any of those. Well, stuff. I'll tell you what, once we get our internet situation taken care of to where I can actually upload shit. I will fucking hook you up. I've already promised Mark Alton Taylor I'd hook him up with thrash. He was like, I need more thrash metal, Mike. And I'm like, well, I can help you out with that, dude. Guitarist John Connolly spoke about the progress of the songwriting sessions for the follow-up to 2020's Blood and Stone. He says, we're in demo mode right now. We're going to hit the studio in the summer. Uh, So, yeah, we're working up as many new demos as we can. We started working with LeJean to get the vocal process going. Uh, but yeah, probably July, August, they'll hit the studio. So yeah, new Seven Dust music coming. Oh, cool. I mean, that, good for them. I mean, that's one thing I got to give them credit for. They've never quit doing it. They have been constantly putting out new stuff the whole time they've been together. And, and you have to respect that. Whether you like them or not, you know, like I said, though, I like some alternative metal. Uh, you, you have to give them credit. Um and what's really cool about Seven Dust to me is they're not just alternative metal. I mean, they, they got some traditional metal elements. They got new metal, even a little bit of thrash metal and power metal to their sound, even some hard rock. So, Oh, yeah, they're they're a good band. I, I mean, the song that sticks out has got to be that single, what is it, Bitch, maybe? But, I mean, here you go, dude. They've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen albums dude i mean since 1997 they have been they have never really taken a hiatus or taken a break they've been you know and and i respect that i respect any band who's been doing it and doing it for a long time no matter what subgenre they are i do too because i don't listen to much rock radio i don't get a chance to listen to a lot of uh our djs which is frankly fucking pathetic but you know i don't so i don't get to hear all this new music um you could have never told me that, um, you know, Seven Dust would release an album in 2020. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd have never known. Uh, but Why? I'm glad to hear they got new music. I'm definitely going to have to deep dive that band. Anthrax. Scott Ian says it should be released in 2023, man. He's, uh, cool. he's saying we didn't get to tour for their actual 40th anniversary in 2021. So they're doing the 40th anniversary tour in the 40, uh, 41st year. Obviously, we couldn't go out last year and do it when we wanted to, so we got this summer run coming up with Black Label Society and Hatebreed. Boy, that's a bill. Uh, and we're calling that part of our 40th anniversary. Uh, they have dates in Europe after that, and in the fall, who knows? Um, I like to think this U.S. run with Black Label is going to do pretty well. Maybe we get to do a second run of those dates at some point early next year. And then I'm sure next year, at some point, there should be a new Anthrax record, depending on when we get in the studio. Well, I, I hope it's, you know, because I got to be honest with you, man. I loved 
um, the first album where Joey made his return. Uh-huh. Which I'm drawing a blank on what the fuck it's named now, but I didn't really like the follow up to that? it. It was okay. Fall Kings. Yeah, but I was disappointed in it, man. It, I mean, especially I, I've especially listened to it four times since it came out. After yeah. Worship Music, Worship Music, I thought was just such a fantastic record that um, I was just a little like, oh man, you know, because I mean, there's some good songs on it, but it just it didn't grab me like worship music i mean worship music was just fucking killer from beginning to end right where yeah for all teens i was just like eh, you know Ugh. it was That's it was weird kind of... yeah it was it was like i'm like man you guys just came back on top you're you're doing your thrash thing again and i don't understand why they went in the and they kept talking about how it was the heaviest thing they ever done uh no it ain't not even close um i mean it wasn't they were, I don't know. Like they said, were, it was just a weird record. They're trying man. to say For All Kings is the heaviest stuff they've ever done? I, dude, I swear to God, I remember when they put that fucking album out, that's what they advertised it as. Of course, a lot of bands do that. You know, when their new album comes out or it's getting ready to come out, oh, it's the heaviest thing we've ever done. It's heavy. And then you get it and you're like, what? You know, like, there's a lot of bands that do that, you know. But yeah, I was just a little, like, taken aback because I was expecting another worship music. And then when it came out, I'm like, Oh, okay. Uh, so you're giving me dick when I wanted clit. All right, cool, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, there's a couple good songs, but come on, it, it yeah, it wasn't great. So I'm, it was it was a disappointment, appointment, you know, yeah. to me anyway. Yeah, because I was stoked. I'm like, fuck yeah, new Anthrax. Uh, so yeah, I'm hoping this new record is going to be a return to more like worship music and and the other the heavier shit, man. I'm, you know, see that's what I mean. As much as I love Anthrax, um, and I love most of the Joey Bell, almost all the Joey Belladonna era, um, of course you know, but they're hit and miss with me. Um, I like Armored Thrax, but it's not Anthrax to me. <laughs> Armored you know, Thrax. That's my nickname for it. That's great. Uh, but um, I mean, and I don't mean I. Hey, John Bush is right where he's he he's back where he belongs, and that's what Armored saying. Which I'm going to see them this September. Looking forward to that. Them and Wasp. Never seen either band, so I'm really really looking forward to that. Of course, really you could be technical. The the Wasp is really the Blackie Lawless band well, at this sure. point. But that's neither here nor there. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, John's back where he belongs, man. As as far as I'm concerned. Um, and and I know there I know there's some of my fellow metalheads that prefer the the Bush era, but to me that was a situation where and Scott Ian even admitted in his book that they probably should have changed the name of the band because, dude, they became a different band with John. They, it was good. They did. I, but it was I, I definitely prefer the Belladonna stuff. Yeah, me too. Me too. You know, like now, but that's not to say that the music again. It's like it's the whole thing with Sabbath. And, and, and Ozzy and Dio, I mean, man, especially once Vinny Apathy succeeded Bill Ward, well, fuck, man, it, it's a different band by that point, especially, and I don't know, they were just different. I'm not I'm not saying that, that, that Black Sabbath with Dio is bad, quite the contrary, it fucking rules. I mean, I, anything under the Sabbath family tree, as far as I'm concerned, is pretty fucking awesome, you know what I mean? So oh, yeah. it's not that I'm putting it down, but it's just like, yeah, you know, I... I mean, I understand why they didn't change the name of the band, but I kind of wish they had it because this is a different band. I'm sorry, I'll tell you. So, but, you know, James I mean, Hetfield. 
man. Yes. They just, I heard something about yeah. this. What happened exactly? Well, uh, at a show May 12th, Thursday, May 12th, at Estadio uh, Domeniaro, and uh, man, they're overseas in Brazil. They had just finished one. And Hetfield stops and, you know, steps down to the, uh, you know, speak to the crowd. He says, I got to tell you, I wasn't feeling very good before I came out here. I was feeling a little bit insecure, like I'm an old guy. I can't play anymore. All this bullshit that I tell myself in my head. So I talked to these guys and they helped me. As simple as that. They gave me a hug and said, hey, if you're struggling on stage, we've got your back. And I tell you, it means the world to me. After that, Lars, Kirk, and Robert left their respective places on stage to join Hetfield in a group hug. The singer added, and seeing you out there, I, I am not alone. I'm not alone and neither are you. Basically, he, he dropped a tear telling the crowd this, and I'm wondering if age is starting to get to him. Because I know he's not as old like, maybe he is, as you know, John Bon Jovi and all that. But you see you know, John Bon Jovi in these videos of him just croaking it out. And mm -hmm. Paul Stanley croaking it out to the point where he's using backing tracks. I actually respect John more because he's just like, fuck it, <laughs> you know. But it's like, it's weird. You think about the mighty Metallica. It's like, holy fuck, right. is he coming to grips with his own mortality? Um, that's probably a part of it. I mean, I also think, you know, but I will say this for James. From what I can tell, and I'm talking just recent recordings of Metallica Live, he still has it as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Like, I, have, I haven't noticed a, a decline, but, you know, the thing that people have to understand, you know, and it just goes to show you, I mean, here you go. You know, he's Lee Singer, rhythm guitarist, uh, the biggest metal band uh, on, on the planet Earth. I don't think there's any denying yeah, that. Whether you that's why I've said it before. Like them Arguably the, the biggest metal band ever. But there you go. He has his moments of doubt. You know, people don't understand always what's going on in somebody else's mind, you know. And, and you know, you, you always hear that all the time. Well, what the fuck do they got to be depressed about? They're rich and famous. It ain't about that. Their wires just aren't crossed right or something. Or maybe they're just going through. Like, everybody, go, rich, poor, fucking whatever, white, black, Hispanic, Asian, whatever. Fucking Martian. And we all go through fucking shit. Oh, man. yeah. You know, we all, react all to of it us, differently. Man. I mean, yeah, there's days even I think, oh, man, I'm not, you know, you know. But then when I have people message me and go, man, thank you, know, man, your podcast and your radio show. And thank you for what you do for metal and, you know, and, and that metal station. You know, it means the world to me, man. We're all we're all going. We all go through hard times, man. I mean, why would, you know, James Hetfield be any different for him to come out like that? I mean, that's pretty ballsy in my opinion because to put yourself out there like that yeah live know? on stage of course everyone speaks portuguese but yeah but i'm sure they understand <laughs> what the fuck he's saying man i mean you know yeah well I mean, you know he's beat his addictions as such he's been doing really well the last few years maybe this is some remnants mm -hmm. from that uh sure i wish him no nothing but the best i know they had a slew of albums that weren't great they still sold big. There's there's some diehards hey, that stuck with them. Bro, you know, you know I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. They've done what a lot of other bands did, but they were able to pull it off. They, like yeah. they didn't, they didn't 
you know, like you can talk about other bands that we know before them that may have strayed from their sound, and and because of that, they they did it didn't happen right away, but eventually the the listenership dwindled down. Right. That never really happened with Metallica, man. It was like they could just put out whatever. They switched fucking fans. They're they're the most brilliant band ever because they were able to switch. Man, I got to tell you, Dave Mustaine though, you know. Certainly making the rounds, isn't he? If this is what I think uh, you're going to be talking about. Dude, I think he's just, he's become like the coolest cat in metal. A little while ago, a video came out of him with a hoodie on. Mm-hmm. Going I've out seen to it. the crowd, handing pics to kids. I know, it was fucking awesome, Fuck man. yeah. Well, it didn't, uh, either today or yesterday I see a video of him on stage with his guitar calling the cameraman over. It points out a kid, that kid right there with the red headphones, head of this. So the cameraman filming the yep. show has to walk all the way over, and you know the dad's holding the kid to give that, that kid awesome. that guitar pick, and the kid of course throws him the horns and shit. Dude, That's Dave's so becoming cool. the coolest fucking guy in metal. He really has, man. It kind of makes me wonder if maybe him going through this whole cancer thing's got him reevaluating his life and. You know, it's weird, though, because Dave does have this reputation for being a dick. But I got to be honest with you, dude. People that I've met who who know Dave personally say he's one of the sweetest guys you'd ever want to meet. There was a band from St. Louis back in the day called Anacrusis. And um, they, uh, you know, uh, were a thrash metal band. And uh, Dave... They toured with Megadeth, and Dave kind of took them under his wing and kind of gave him a lot of advice. And I've heard a lot of people say that about nice, Dave Mustaine. Nice. Um, I think when he was all messed up on heroin and drunk all the time, he, he probably was an asshole. Right, right. You know, he probably was. And if he caught him on a bad day where he's all hungover and, you know, he's fiending for a fix, you know, maybe, <laughs> right. you, know, maybe, you, get a, maybe you get bad Dave. Uh, right. Everything I've seen, and we all know, you know, he made that big conversion uh, several years ago. Um, you know, I'm not going to play The Conjuring anymore. I'm born again. But this is one of those cases where it seems like he's being cool. And by the gay, or by the way. <laughs> <laughs> by the gay? Yeah. Oh, interesting choice of words I there. Know. Yeah. That's a Freudian slip. Uh, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> I knew there was a reason why you liked all that glam metal and hair metal, but anyway. Yeah, oh. baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> by the way. Yeah, yeah. Well, I knew I said by the way. Oh, oh, The Conjuring is back in the set list after all these years. Nice. Oh, it's such a great fucking song, man. I Absolutely. love that song. You I know, mean. so maybe he's having this moment of growth. You know, he brought The Conjuring back in. But he's taking that side of, you know, Christianity that's good, where he's just being an absolute sweetheart and ridiculous cool to people. I, yep. can, I can handle this, Dave. I don't want to hear it on the next Megadeth record. I better hear angst and snotty Dave. <laughs> right, I, right. Because if I hear some bullshit... <laughs> Well, honestly, I'm pretty looking forward to this Megadeth album. I mean, from what he's saying, and even (laughs) David Ellison before he got sacked, unfortunately, or or fired, kicked out, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) Asked um, to leave. (laughs) um, They were saying that this is supposed to be a really heavy record. I think because of the response he got from Dystopia, I... 
I don't see Dave trying to pull another like super collider or anything like that again. I think he realizes that I think he knows what Megadeth fans want. Yeah, they want thrash. We want heavy Megadeth. We want angry, pissed off Dave Mustaine. That's yes. that's what we want, you know. Exactly. And, we want snotty and, Dave sneering right. into the damn sneering into the damn microphone. And him and his other guitars just fucking ripping our faces off with oh, amazing and musicianship. Ridiculous. Yeah, I mean that's what we want. We yes. want blistering guitar solos. We want fucking in your face. We want angry, pissed off Dave Mustaine. Absolutely. And I think the thing is, is he because he lost his sister, because he's had to go through cancer, and because he had to kick his bass player out, it, he's probably is got some anger and he needs to just take it and funnel that into the music. I always like what my co-host of the Metal Mike Show Bildo always says. He goes, People should just fucking who whenever before Dave records, they should just smack him in the face really hard and kick him in the shits. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So he's pissed off before he starts recording. I'm like, yes. Oh, yes, yeah. I agree, Bildo. I agree. I agree too, and I but I tell you what, yeah, Dave Mustaine is slowly becoming my favorite rock star. Uh, man, he's he's so cool with kids lately. He's smiling. He's having fun. I, I'm enjoying these videos. So, Dave Mustaine, you'll never listen to this, but, man, keep it coming. We're loving it. Oh, oh my. for real. It's really cool. Yes, sir. You sat down with Jason Hardaway. Yes. Of the, of the band Becoming. Um mm -hmm. I don't want to get too deep into this because they're going to hear it in the in this interview. This is a it, it's a long interview. What did we say about an yes, hour it is twenty hour twenty almost minutes. an hour yeah almost an hour and a half man. Yeah. But it was more of a it was an interview slash discussion. Um, but it was really cool. I mean, it, even the raw interview itself. Once I had it done and I played it back, I knew I had something good. And then my big brother's like, "Well, bring it over, man, and I'll, you know." enhance it and do my thing because my big brother scapegoat aka david tyler he's just fucking amazing at that he's right. the guy who does our intro you know i'm gonna have him do a, a, a bumper for the uh radio station yeah for the radio station as well so it's you know it's just one of those things where he's just really really good and that just even added to it you know and um have him re-record uh, our intro but dial down the uh Effect, <laughs> so I could hear what he's saying. Because <laughs> um, I love the intro. No, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm proud of you. This is a good interview. It's long. Uh, it, it turned out it turned out beautiful, man. And Jason, really really cool dude. Uh, he's he's working on a new album where he's going to have Sticks Virginia, which he revealed in the interview. Nice. Is going to be playing drums on it. And um, this is a guy who knows a lot of people. I mean, Alex Skolnick of, of Testament was his guitar teacher. Like, you know, really, I need to shut up and let y'all listen to the interview because it was a great, great discussion. A really cool band, man. Like, he, he's pretty much the whole band. He does everything himself, and uh, I, I dig him, man. Another thing that I love about him is the fact that most of his messaging is very positive. It's, you know, it's, it's finding your purpose in life and overcoming adversity and stuff, and I love that kind of stuff you know i don't think there's enough positivity in metal these days so um jason you're listening i'm sure you will be because i already told him this is going to be on and he already put the interview on youtube as well so anybody who wants to listen to just the interview itself but please no, listen to no, this episode don't blog, listen to the you know? fucking youtube you listen to this yeah. you listen to this <laughs> god damn it well some people don't really have time to listen to youtube 
you know, they're at work or whatever. So, yeah, yeah you know, just yeah, uh, fuck them. Listen to the download podcast. all that shit on Apple or, you know, Podbean or, you know, at Podcast Addict. Uh, Podchaser, and, uh, listen, everywhere. Listen to this. Yeah, listen to this. It's a really great interview. I'm very proud of it. Again, I want to thank my big brother for putting all the bells and whistles because he just knocked it out of the park. But, you know, Jason is a guy who's been around for a while. He's done a lot of interviews, and he he flat out told me, him and his wife told me that this was the best interview he's ever done. All right. So I take that to heart. So thank you, Jason, and thank you, my, uh, Dave Tyler, and I hope you guys enjoy the interview, man. Yeah, here you go. Let's this do is it. Metal Mike talking to Jason Harderwood of the band Becoming. You're listening to ThatMetalStation.com. All right, you're listening to The Metal Mike Show with your host, DJ Metal Mike. And tonight, my special guest is Jason Harduin of Becoming, singer, founder, multi-instrumentalist, and creative force for the band Becoming. And I gotta say, dude, before we get started, I wish a motherfucker would. <laughs> yeah, I wish a motherfucker would too, Metal Mike. Um, it's 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 great to be here. Uh, I appreciate you having me on. Love what you're doing, and uh, yeah, I wish a motherfucker would. <laughs> well, and it's great because I loved that video because I watched the one with all the you know. Um, intros and stuff, and I was like, "Holy shit, man! He's got air." I mean, you had Jason Bittner of Overkill. I love and, him. He's yeah. so nice. When he in Shadows Fall, he was. Yeah, I thought he was so. In Shadows yeah, Fall. and then of course we got. And he's a fellow Jason too. So well, I, yeah, you got you got know, got to show him love for that right there. <laughs> yeah, he's an amazing talent. But yeah, oh. I mean, uh, yeah, that video uh, wish it was originally. I started out, you know, I was like, ah, you know. I was playing a hip-hop beat one day in my studio, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to record it. This is like my favorite hip-hop beat, you know, that I know. But I meddled it up, you know, and I was uh-huh. like, I just wanted to get this bounce thing going. And then I'm like, okay, what is this song going to be? And then I just dropped this, like, nasty bass line on it, and then mm-hmm. I put the guitar, and then I started, you know, well, what is it going to be lyrically? Because, you know, sometimes I'll save the lyrics to last. I just want to focus on the music. And then uh, I was talking with one of my friends, you know, one of these guys that worked for me, you know. So with my day job, I, I you know, manage a sales team for a cybersecurity oh, company. Oh, right this, on. This, yeah, and so this 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 one guy on my team is hella cool. I just love this guy. He, him and I are talking. We're having a little smoke break. And uh, he just ended up saying, I wish a motherfucker would, you know. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> and then we started laughing, and I got to thinking about the concept, you know. Like whenever you hear somebody go, oh, I wish a motherfucker would, it's like, you know, start a fight, do something bad, something right, negative. Right, And so I was like, let me just turn that around because, you know, me, I'm, I'm like, I'm very, I try to be a positive person. Person, well, you know, that's one and, of the things I noticed in a lot of the lyrical content of your music on this album is it's very, and I love that, man. I love, like, some of my favorite artists or bands are people like Kirk Winstein from Crowbar or. or I love those guys. I got a I Crowbar, Crowbar story Crowbar, we'll come back to later. Okay, cool. Yeah. And, and you know, about, um, and, and even like Mike Muir, Susaltensis, Jamie Joster from Hatebreed were. They've seen a lot of positive stuff, and they've seen about overcoming, you know, adversity, and you know, because let's be honest, man, life has a way of just kicking you in the dick sometimes, man, or or the vag for you ladies out there, and you know, but you can't wallow in it. You got to get you you got to you got to you got to get back up. You got to brush yourself off, put your 
big boy pants or your big girl pants on and, and, and try it again, you know, and that's what I loved about, like, a lot of the lyrical content on your album. It was very, you know, and also even older school metal bands, like, say, Judas Priest with, like, songs like United and stuff. I, I, I love that, and I kind of miss that in metal. It seems like a lot of metal nowadays is, it always focuses more on the violence and the negative. And don't get me wrong, I'm all about that, too. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not yeah, not everybody's, at like, all. screaming at you. Like yeah, screaming I at, mean, at the listener. Honest, like, I'm man. screaming, I'm screaming with the listener. I'm screaming right. for the listener. Like becoming, I, I founded this band, and I was always, you know, on this this trip where it's like, I mean, I've had fans recently say, "Dude, this shit's like getting me so pumped up. It's like Tony Robbins and shit," you know, and you know, <laughs> right. like, and and so I, I I have coined the term. I mean, I didn't invent the term metal for life, but in the context that I use it, I did right. And so. Yes. It's metal to help you through life. So, you know, it's like I grew up and while I was going through my, you know, any at any point in life, there was something going on in my life or in my world. And I'd always find some music to relate and it kind of helped you through it. Right. Mm -hmm, sure. And these things resonate with people. So, you know, I, you know, purposefully and consciously make this music uh, this way because I want to give back to metal what it gave me. And, you know, there's the, the, the world doesn't need another metal band you know standing in front of a flaming green screen singing about nonsense and negativity and ain't about shit right you know, what, what the world needs is people who are trying to like actively lift people up and help to elevate the consciousness and that's why you know this next album i'm working on right now i'll tell it right here is like the next the title of the next album is going to be consciousness revolution and this is a concept that I've been, you know, preaching about for, you know, and sharing for a long time. It's just, at the end of the day, just don't be a dick. Don't be a shitty person. Try to live a karmically clean life. You know, what can you give back? You know, because, you know, again, the world doesn't need, you know, more like songs about things that are just overly negative and it's been done a million times, right? I mean, let's just face it as a genre, metal gets a bad rap out there, you know, sure. to the to the mainstream or whatever, but and who cares ultimately, but I'm trying to like elevate metal period, right? So I mean, I've got fans people i call them the fans the becoming tribe and it's a global tribe man it's right on. Like, you know, on Facebook we're just about we just hit 125,000 and you know, on Instagram, we're hitting like 80K or something like that. But in my interactions with the fans, they're all over the world, man. I mean, I'm talking to get messages from people in like Tibet, you know, and, and in awesome, Indonesia dude. and like just, you know, the South American fans, they're just hardcore. It's just like, oh, know, yes, so they are. Such, they love their metal global, down there in South yeah, America. Dude, man. And, hey, another place that kind of tripped me out, I was like, damn, we got a lot of fans in India. Like, what's that about? India, you know, and I started there's like. There's a lot of metal heads in there over there, dude, too, man. Dude, yeah. 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 And so, so it's this thing that strikes a chord with people, right? And, you know, of course, our album, Indimitri, sort of, you know, with the meditative, you know, chakras, spiritual, non religious type vibe that we got, it, it's. Uh, it resonates with people, but you know, when I'm talking to people around the world, it's just like, they're like, dude, this song is, is like on point. And they're like, I was struggling with something and thank you. And I'm just like, whoa, dude, like, that's, you know, that's, that just blows me away every time. That is the ultimate compliment, man. I don't think you can get any higher compliment. I mean, for me, any, any, you know, I've been listening to metal since I was kind of like you, I'm sure, you know, you, I started off young, uh, you know, my first gateway band was Kiss. You know, my big brother brought me home too. Kiss alive, and it Me was too. over, dude. And then after that, my I had, mom, 
Yeah. My mom had the Kiss double platinum on vinyl. Nice. And I remember being a little kid and like, you know, she had this record collection. It had everything from Boston and Fleetwood Mac. But oh, then I just pulled I love out. that stuff too, man. Yeah, yeah, totally. But, you know, you pull out, you know, double platinum. It's oh, just yeah. like this big silver thing and it folds out like with two, two discs, two vinyls. And I was like, whoa. And it had all the members in there. And then the Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park hit TV. And I was Hell like, yeah, oh, these guys dude. are crazy. But, you know, and when you look back, you know, it's like they, their music doesn't sound like they look, you know, right. you know, maybe God of Thunder or some of that stuff. But, you know, it's like, uh, but it was the gateway, right? And then right. later on, you know, I, I got to give credit to my older brother. You know, he just, he whoop my ass for like breaking into his room and stealing his audio cassettes and stuff but I mean he had everything my brother is like the ultimate music connoisseur and right. if I was ever going to go on one of those game shows where like name that tune I would totally bring him you know? that's awesome um, that's but, awesome but like as I grew you know I got into like started taking lessons I was like okay I loved Dawkin I loved Motley Crue sure. I loved early Metallica uh, you know and then Satriani and all these the, the, the really proficient you know uh, musicianship and mm-hmm. stuff and then it was just like oh Pantera and Slayer and Exodus and you know you could just go on and on but oh, there's sure always you know, but I was always kind of drawn to the bands that had like some some musical prowess to them, and they actually sure. like they thought about like you know a song. Right? Uh, another band that just doesn't get enough love, you know, was Forbidden. For your Forbiddens and your Death Angels and, yeah. and those bands, like what was that was like? like man, like I would have loved to have been th- there during that time period, man. That well, it was funny because my brother, he's four years older, right? And he'd right. be like going to concerts and shit, and then I'd be like, I'd tell my mom, I'm like, make him take me, you know, make him take <laughs> me with him. And so when he could, he would, you know, begrudgingly or not, but he's like my best friend these days, and it's like all throughout my life, you know, like he was always a big part of like the road management or like man helping to manage and like take care of the band and shit all like head of security and this and that over the years and um but anyway he he just had all kinds of music and i remember uh, i would get to go shows at like the stone and the omni and the wow. one step beyond you know and yeah berkeley uh, square dude, like, later awesome. on i 
like so later on I actually you know was in bands I got to actually play at like the Berkeley Square one time we played with Crowbar right I'll bring uh-huh. that Crowbar story in real quick and I remember the stage was really small and you know uh, our gear was just chalked right at the very front and like we had like two inches of stage and I was like you know what I'm just going to go knock on the bus door, and I'm just going to ask Crowbar to move their shit back. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. So I did it. When I knocked on the door, I was like, hey, Kurt brought me on the bus. And he just, like, chatted up. He was like, oh, cool. I'm like, yeah, we got barely any room. we got, like, four or five guys here, you know. Like, can you hook it up and push everything back? He's like, no problem, dude. And he had the road crew come out and pull all their shit back and gave us some more stage space. But one of the nicest fucking guys, just, yeah, you, I, I, it meant you, a lot. That is, you you hit the nail on the head. He is, man. I've, I've met Kurt, fuck, several times. Uh, I'm Facebook friends with him. Uh, I, he's one that I need to hit up for an interview. But it's like Crowbar is like one of my all-time favorite bands, like, you know, and I'm always like, I mean, I know I'm being silly, but I'm like, man, when I do finally interview him, I got to be like cool because I don't want to be like Chris Farley with the, you remember, you remember when you said all I had, is, I uh, that was yeah, awesome, yeah. you know what I mean? So Down was, by the river. Right, right, you know, so it's kind of like, all right, man, you know, but uh, yeah, he's such a good guy, I mean, Kirk's a really cool class act, very, totally. very approachable. I mean, and it's, it, for me, that means a lot, right? Because, you know, my band was always the one that the local club owners are like, yo, you, we're going to put you as the opener on the national show because we know you actually get your off your butt and you go out there and you promote the show and you bring heads to the concert so you know that the nationals get a good show. So I got to open for Testament many times, Exodus, you know, name it along the way, yeah. And, you know, growing up, I actually got to take guitar lessons from Alex Skolnick. Yeah, he was teaching out the back of Subway Guitars in Berkeley, and, you know, I showed up one my first lesson, it's a funny story, he goes, I showed up, I had my Slayer shorts on and my guitar, and I was high <laughs> as fuck, you know, and I go in, and he goes, he's all, let me tell you something, don't show up stoned ever again, oh. so do you, own a met- do you own a metronome, I'm like, uh, no, he's like, you better buy one before the next lesson, so do you know your theory, I'm like, well, kinda, he's like, well, we're gonna focus on that, if you wanna be better than and get past, you know, like Slayer. You got to learn this shit. I was like, whoa. So he's like, so he, he broke it down, dude. He's all business. <laughs> he's like the the big teacher. Yeah. It's like here it is, man. He's right like, don't on. spend your money on stupid shit and drugs. He's like, I bought a Volvo. I'm saving, you know, money. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, wow, dude, this is like an eye opener. But I was really grateful for that experience that's because awesome. yeah. it stuck with me over the years, you know. So because I've always been in the guy, you know, that's, you know, not only the creative force but like the business end of it, right? Everything that that comes to becoming is through my efforts. It's like right. sweat equity, right? You know, nothing just happens. Just have to go out and promote and stuff like that. But being able to open for all these bands and sneaking into the clubs to see these bands and stuff when I was growing up is just, I'm very grateful for that because, you know, it's a looking back and especially with the way the world is today, like you don't really get those opportunities. Right but on. yeah, the, the, the ones that I, you know, there's that saying, like, uh, you know, you can't be what your idols are, you know, to quote Pantera, uh, or, or even meeting your, your idols, I was often disappointed, you know, 
like meeting right. somebody in a band you looked up to and you're like, oh, this guy's kind of a dick, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we had some run-ins with some of the bigger bands, you know, one we were opening for them and like, you know, like Cannibal Corpse is like, you can't park your car by the back door. You got to park down the street. I'm like, bro, it's raining and we got to move a drum kit <laughs> and yeah. some guitar amps. And he's like, I don't care. You know, I was just like, geez, you wow. know, but it's, so I always try to like pay it forward nice when you can you know just you know you don't need well, to yeah. do that way especially when you're out there hustling and working right you want to sure. feel appreciated and you know you're there to do a show and you know let's let's make it fun for everybody right 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 positive vibes brother i'm all about it man that's awesome straight up yes sir uh yeah so basically um besides you know obviously growing up on that you've just mentioned of several bands um one of the questions I did have was what other uh, artists or bands are your musical influences? Like bands that you're like, okay, man, um, I borrow cherry pick from this guy and I cherry pick from that lady or whoever it could be. Um, what would they so, be? Wow. So, I mean, I listen to so much different music. It's like I, I barely listen to a lot of the newer metal that comes out. I mean, occasionally when I'm driving, I hear Sirius XM, you know, whatever radio station I'm listening to or any internet radio that I'm broadcasting and so I'll hear all these other bands and stuff but there's just so much stuff that sounds the same these days I feel like and it's just yeah uh, yeah I mean there are some good bands out there uh, that's one thing I can say you know being the co-owner of a, of a website and, a, and a, an online radio station because we get a lot of music sent to us and I, I gotta say like some of the new wave of thrash metal stuff's really great, and there's a lot of like I've noticed like doom metal and stoner metal with female singers yeah. and stuff, and I'm loving well, that's the that. Thing now, right? The yeah. thing is, like now it's like oh, it's like uh, let's get a girl singer, and you know, <laughs> like some people will think that they can get popular just off of having a girl singer, you right? Know, and, but I, uh, I, gotta I mean, admit, they're like. like Ruby the Hatchet and Drug Cult and some of this, some pretty cool stuff, man. I think of like like Otep, dude. She was yeah. a pioneer, oh, like yeah, you know, and, sure. and Otep, and you got. <laughs> Uh, right, she's awesome. And then you got like Arch Enemy, right? Like they had two female singers. And then the the one that, that's impressive now that I hear is uh, Logan's band, uh, former Machine Head guy Logan Mater. His band oh, Once yeah. Human. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's his wife. That's his wife. He's like, yeah, baby, you sing for the band, you know. Uh, <laughs> but it's just like they're doing something really cool. Um, from like I don't care what what gender the singer is as long as like the singer's like singing about something good and like you know is is, is doing more than just like <laughs> like the whole time right you right know? i like yeah. to, i like to be able to understand when I someone's mean, singing and, and i, and, I hear you, know. you man and and i'm a guy like i don't mind aggressive vocals but a yeah. i gotta understand what the <coughs> person is saying and secondly i do like to see vocalists that have range and and again, it all just, just depends on what kind of mood I'm in as well. But yeah, um, yeah some of the bands. But to your question. Oh, to your I'm question sorry. About, Go ahead. Like, oh no, to, to your question about like favorite like inspirations and artists and stuff. Like you know, when I was growing up, like I said, I loved like the guitar players. So like George Lynch and Joe Satriani and these guys and Alex Skolnick. These are like my favorite guitar players. And and you know, but I was really into like Pink Floyd and I was really into like I mean like I like a lot of like the '70s funk. <laughs> like I don't even know how else to explain it, but you know. Hey, there's uh, nothing wrong with that. That stuff's great too, man. I think that know? like I think it depends on like which instrument I'm thinking of. It's like when I'm in the mood to play bass, I'm thinking like, you know, 
Fantastic Voyage, you know, <laughs> and like Gap Band and things like that back in the day. Um, but I, I was always into like Pink Floyd. I was I was down with like Fleetwood Mac in the early years and like mix the drummer Mick Fleetwood. His drumming was always like really really cool. Um, right on. Got man. into things like uh, like like okay like Billy Joel, not metal but still cool, right? Yes, uh, very much they, so. You know, Billy Joel, Bruce Springsteen, Tom Petty, those dudes, and, Love and then. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm and not then, big on Springsteen. He's okay. I, when it comes to for me, when it comes to blue collar rock, I mean, yeah. I'm not a Springsteen hater. I don't take that the wrong yeah. way. But I, I, when, I, I'm more of a Bob Seger kind of guy. I love Seger, dude. Yeah, love yeah. Seger, and and yeah, my yeah. mom and dad used to listen to a lot of those bands. So a lot of the bands, I'm going, holy shit, dude! Like we could be brothers. Like you're saying shit that I'm going. Like some yep, grand yep. funk railroad, dude. Yeah, some yeah. Steely Dan and all this type of stuff. And like when you mentioned you know, the funk, um, I, I can definitely hear it in the music. But I mean, you, you know, come on, you had put Bootsy Collins in your video, dude. I mean, you know, like, <laughs> Bootsy's the shit, dude. Yeah, dude, Bootsy's come on, the shit. He's funkadelic and uh, oh. Uh, what is it? The Parliament, and he played with yeah. James Brown too. I mean, that guy is Dude. legend, legend. Dude. You know, jump back, I'll kiss myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love all that stuff. I love anything that's got like a lot of music, uh, musicality to it, and just sure. it, it takes you away from the everyday, right? So it, it can't be cliche. I mean, every genre's got like a couple bands that rise rise to the top, and you know, those are the bands I'm like, okay, yeah, that's my reference point. Um, but you know, one of my favorite metal singers, you know, early on was Dio. I was like, man, that guy's got some pipes, and, and, and Bruce Dickinson. You know, I, I mean, I don't sing like those guys, but I love the way they sing. Oh, me too, you know? man. Rob Halford, you know, I mean, yeah. Yeah. You know who was a badass singer was uh, the guy from Sabotage, not John Oliveri. Right? I mean, he's good in his own right, but like when after the guitar player from Sabotage died, you know, Alex Skolnick jumped in uh, and did that album, I can't uh, Handful of Rain, name, with them. Yeah. Zach, Zach something I think is his name from, but he did the Edge of Thorns album and he did Handful of Rain, and that guy's voice is just epic. Um, great singer, you know. Hell yeah. Um, Hell but yeah, yeah. I, I, so you know, I always liked you know. Like Metallica, and, you know, Slayer, and Pantera, you know, for the heavier stuff, and you know, early Sepultura, and Death, you know, those were like my my heavy bands. And Anthrax, you got a shout out to Anthrax. Oh, of course, Anthrax Joey Belladonna, hell yeah. Yeah, and and the John Bush. Era. Oh, hey, so I, I both, you know. I, 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 okay, I'm that guy that I'm, I hate to say I'm that guy that to me Joey's Anthrax. But with that being said, yes. I love, I, I totally respect, have all the respect in the world for Armored Saint. You know, yeah, I think of I the Anthrax like, well, that's, with that's John armored, Bush. That's armored Thrax to me. That's what yes, my name is. I was just thinking is, that. You know? I, yes. Yeah. On point. That's how I would describe it, too. Yes. Like, I, I feel the same. I mean, I got to see Anthrax with John Bush singing at the Stone in San Francisco nice. in the tiny-ass club. And, I mean, he came out, dude. He just fucking killed it. I was like, wow, these guys are just on it. And, you know, Charlie from Anthrax that guy is just like so talented he plays oh, every yeah. instrument I, I love the stuff he did during the pandemic and yes. you know uh, all the silver linings and stuff like that and he's he's I don't know if they're married but he's he's in relationship with what's her name from the butcher babies yes, you know yes. so Charlie's out there doing his thing and he's doing well you know yeah, hey man uh, the Anthrax guys are awesome I've seen them live several times um, mm -hmm. great band great band and uh, I'm going to see Armored Saint for the first time this fall, and I'm really That's looking forward to that. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, them and Wasp, which I'd never seen Wasp, even though I'm like, well, I'm with Chris I Holmes. just kind of the blacky, lawless solo yeah. band now. But I think, personally, not to talk shit, but I think 
Armored Saints probably going to blow Wasp off the stage. I'm just going to throw that out there. I don't know oh, if I'm for right real. about that, but I think they're going to... Yeah. No, I think so. I mean, Blackie's got some he's, he's got a, some shit to prove right now. Like I saw Wasp in a small at the One Step Beyond, a small little club in San Jose, uh, and I think it was the Headless Children album. Oh, nice. And dude, they came out and they put it down, and I was like, "Wow, Wasp was like, you know." But then yeah. I, I I didn't really like any of the albums after Headless Children. Like Me that was too. where I stopped. That was first, that's first my three. end point, bro. Yeah, my brother, he goes on and on. No, oh, no, man, this is the best. It's all like, you know, rock opera type shit. And I'm I like, yeah, I it kind of loses me. Crimson to Idol just didn't grab me, man. I understand what he was trying either. to do, but I really wish he would have went with his instincts and, and made that a Blackie Lawless solo album. I think I would have right, maybe right. been able to be more open to it. Can't we get know? like another wild child? Can't we get another, you know, well, and I'd love another first <laughs> animal album, man. I think that first album is just a stone cold metal classic. Yeah, I remember my brother got that on vinyl. It was like an import. It was like the white vinyl. And I remember he put it on at my grandma's house, and my grandma just freaked out. She's oh, like, what are you guys? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> you guys should have been listening to this. Oh, right, right, yeah. Uh, you know, so thank funny. God for older brothers, right? You know what I mean? My, yeah. my big brother, too. And then, like I said, I had a neighbor across the street. He was a he was our musical mentor, too, because my older brother was three years older than me. And like he, when he brought home Kiss Alive, me and my twin brother, we just all three of us became obsessed with Kiss. And Kevin was like, "Dude, Kiss is cool, but there's other fucking bands." And he's the guy that introduced <laughs> us to Sabbath and Zeppelin and, and Aerosmith. My cousin introduced me to Priest and 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 and, and, uh, and, and, and Alice Cooper. So I got to experience a lot of hard rock and metal at a very very young age. You know, I was lucky. Yeah. I was lucky. So. I think uh, like a lot of people like they're like today I feel like there's like this love hate for Kiss right there's the diehards have been into them since the early years like, and then there's the youngsters that are just discovering them and they're kind of f- cool like a cartoon but like as a businessman yeah. I, I look at Kiss and go like damn Gene Simmons go on dude like hey, that guy I mean they, uh, they merchandised know. everything licensed yep. everything I mean they're a freaking like that's right. a, you know I mean some people could argue oh like do you really need kiss condoms and do you need kiss lunch boxes or hey, whatever if people are willing to pay for it though you know yeah I mean know, I true fans like I love kiss I mean they're my gateway band but I I gotta be honest with you the last time I saw kiss was at the farewell tour okay and I'm talking mm. the real farewell tour I'm not talking mm. about what they're doing now and I'm not. You know, hey, you know anybody, especially somebody who's younger who didn't really get to see Kiss, you know, and they want to get an idea of what it might have been like. By all means, go see them. You know, I'm not, yeah, I'm not telling yeah. anybody they can't. You know what I mean? But I'm just like, for me, I'm like, eh. You know, I mean, I, but I still love them. You know, I mean, I always will because of the, they broke yeah. my metal cherry, so to speak. Really, <laughs> I, mean, I heard Deuce and it was over, dude. And I'm yeah, talking dude. from Alive. I'm talking because the Alive version of those songs is just so much heavier and rock. You know, that was the thing too. Like I remember recently, I listened to some old Kiss uh, or I watched some old Kiss footage on YouTube. I mean, YouTube's got everything, uh, but I'm thinking it was like mid eight to early '80s, and 
Paul Stanley came out and he killed it, dude. Like, I mean, the guy in his prime. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Amazing vocalist, you know, to sing great is, is not always easy, right? But Ooh. you know, he was just nailing it every time. You know, you know. Now they may or may not be using backing tracks. I don't know. I don't really care. But like, you know, I That's mean, the business. guy's voice. Yeah, the guy's voice is the guy's voice, man. You know, yeah. it's like. But when you see a concert, you want to see him perform the, the stuff, right? You know, right. You just see a, hear the album. That's what listening parties are for, <laughs> you know? Right on, right on. And it's funny that you were mentioning Alex Golnick and him being an influence because I've always said that to, in my, to my ears, and again, I, I'm just a humble fan. I'm not a musician at all. So, But to my ears, I think he may be the, the greatest thrash metal guitarist not named Dave Mustaine. You know what I'm trying to say? You like, know what? He's fucking yeah, amazing. Yeah. He is well, so awesome. good, man. I mean, he does his tree. He's got his trio, the jazz yeah, trio. He's I mean, done a lot of stuff, you know. And he did this world music album a while back. That I was just like, "Fuck yeah, good for him, dude." Yeah. It's like, you can't just be one trick pony, right? No, no. And, he is and definitely that's one thing not I, that. I mean, he even did. Yeah, and then good, bad, or indifferent, right? Like about that that rap song he made recently with all the political stuff. But I mean, I see what he was doing. You know, good for him. You know, he's not scared to just like make music. You know what I mean? There's like so many like you know, wish a motherfucker would, right? There's so <laughs> many bands out there that are really like they'll, they'll hate on other things either because they don't understand it or because it ain't them, right? They didn't do it. They didn't think of it. Right. You know, and it's like you know, not every death metal band wants to make a rap song that's super ultra political, um, but like I just think you have to like look at. Uh, for me, I wish everybody success. I wish everybody enjoys what whatever I they're loved doing. It, you know, about what that song was like. I'm like, wow, he took that play and made a, a play on words and made like, hey, I wish people would, you know, find your purpose. Is what that's what I get out of your music. Like, find your purpose. Find whatever it is that you love to do and and go all out. Yeah. You know, basically you're, you're, go you're balls in deep. Tune, that's man. what I get. Out of it. <laughs> you're, like, you're, yeah, you know, you're, if you're a you're guy. Right on point. You know, but yeah, you're all you're on point, man. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing, right? It's like you know, everybody struggles with matters of like the heart and soul, and like surviving in this world, and the, the ultimate questions of like, who am I? Why am I here? You know, fuck, you know, like it's a crazy big world, and like everybody's just you know trying to make it through the world, right? Whatever right. that means, each person is up to them. But like you know, while you're here, you might as well enjoy it as as much as you can. You know, it's like whenever adversity strikes, you know. You I always tell my kids, right, you know, and I tell the, the, the team, the people I manage at work, I'm like, the champ gets back up. The chump stays down, you know. There's always – the one thing you can count on is there's always going to be some adversity or some storm sure. that you got to weather, right? So sure. being able to, like, just be strong and just be here now and, like, get through it. Get through the now, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. Well, hell yeah, and I love the fighting metaphor because, you know, my dad was a big boxing fan, so I, you know, always watched the fights with him. And I, I still do to this day. And, and you know, some of my favorite fighters were guys that didn't always win their fights, but they showed heart. You know, yeah. I love I love athletes that show heart and guts and put it all out there and do the very best you can. And hey, man, if, if yeah. it ain't your day, it ain't your day. But you know what? You get back up and you know you you try yeah. it again. You know, and so to me, that's whenever, a true champion. It, totally right it, it's like uh, you know i got friends that are totally sports fanatics and you know like, what's your favorite football team man i'm like ah, i don't really have one i just <laughs> want to see a good game i just want to see a good game i don't want to see the game where everybody's just mailing it in 
I want to see people come up and just go hard as fuck. You know what I mean? And like, right. wow, win, lose, or draw, you gave it all and you left it out there on the field. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. And so, like, that, that's, you know, it's like, that's the true competition, right? Do you want right. to beat somebody when they're, like, disadvantaged? Like, right. do you want to, like, if, you know, you're like, oh, okay, like, that's like picking on, like, a senior picking on a first grader or something. That's silly, right? Right. Uh, I want to see somebody who's fully equipped, driving the same car, in the same race. Right. That's what, that's what the true competition. And I would say the best competition is actually beating your own best effort it's not about beating someone else because then someone's got to lose right yeah, if you can dude. work oh, it yeah. out to where it's like a win-win and everybody comes up then hey great i mean unless you're competing for a deal or whatever you know it's like but at least you know fight ethically and fair right sure sure but yeah. uh yeah right on i'm man. all about it man That's do your awesome, do your dude. best effort every day you know and it's interesting that you mentioned you had a day job because i guess well, i work actually 12 hour nights but my day i'm a nurse that's what I do when I'm not doing. Yeah, my my this. mom was a nurse by, yeah. for her career, you know, and she yeah. did hospice care and all that. And you know, I got nothing but respect and love for the the nurses. You know, I mean, I had you know my 40s, but I had some health problems a couple years ago. And like you know, when you're in the hospital and they're like doing surgery on you and like doing all this, like those nurses, you like you want to like the nurses. <laughs> you want them oh, to yeah. like, know what they're doing and like they're there. You know, right. for, they're just they're like the unsung heroes of the medical profession. I feel like you know. Oh well, yeah. You, we pretty much are. Thank you for saying mm -hmm. that, Jason. I appreciate that, man. Absolutely. Anyway, man, since we've been talking about Wish a Motherfucker Would, that's the song we're going to play right here, folks. This is Wish from Becoming, from their latest album, In the Name of God, right here on ThatMetalStation.com.
was awesome, dude. Really cool song. Like I said, I really love the message behind it and everything. It was a, It's one of my favorite tracks on the album, for sure, man. Thank you. appreciate that. You know, when I originally wrote it, I wasn't, you know, I was like, oh, okay, you know, this is this is what the song is turning into, and I just went for it, you know. And, you know, growing up here in the Bay Area, it's like, you know, I got a lot of friends that are in the hip-hop scene and stuff oh, like sure, that. yeah. I, I, you know, I like a lot of, you know, the old school like thank rap and you that you said you know? old school thank <laughs> you for saying that yes I, I'm, not, I'm not into much mumble rap and things like I that I don't get so. that what's with all this mumble music man it's not just rap <laughs> I'm like I, they're mumbling well, I don't get it I don't get it well we I'm got sorry, that in heavy younger. metal too though right I know, like how many I know. heavy metal bands are there where you can't understand a fucking word they say and then when you read the lyrics you're like dude I don't want to listen to this shit like yeah, this right? is it's like what are you the boogeyman you're like some hardcore like it's like come on stop you know well I mean here's another uh, and I think that's kind of like, um, and I mean, to me, it's the music that matters the most. But it's one thing that my big brother, uh, David Tyler, who's going to be editing this whole thing, is also known as Scapegoat. That's his handle. Because he's like one of my favorite <laughs> guests on the show. And uh, he, he gets tired of the whole satanic devil trope. He's like, okay, guys, it's fucking played out. It was cool in 1983. It's not that yeah. cool anymore. Like, But like he said, yeah. like if the song's still good and it's strong enough, I'll, I'll overlook it. But there are times where my brother especially just kind of almost rolled his eyes like, okay, can't we sing about something else besides, like you just said, ooh, the boogeyman, ooh, the devil. Could it be... And I, get, yeah, I definitely oh. get his point where it's like, okay, man, there's other things to see. Fire about, and skulls and right, fire and right. skulls and, and like hell. Right, like, you know, it's like, okay, oh, well, cool, that's... man, but, you know, what about, you know, like. There's a market for that, but that market is like, you know, you know, whatever it is. And I, I'm not trying to insult anybody. I, I want no, everybody to rock. My, to me, my thing is there's like. There's room enough for all kinds of hard rock and metal. Yeah. And, you know, and, 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 and I have DJs that do play that really extreme metal, you know, the, the grindcore and the fucking, um, you know, brutal death metal and technique. And some of it, like, I, I, with my death metal, I like the old, I like the obituaries and you're in tune. Yeah, old school, dude. Old those school. are the bands that I still to this day gravitate towards when it comes to death metal, man. You know, I don't really, like, you, you mentioned them earlier. I'm not a big Cannibal Corpse fan. Sorry, folks, but I'm not. You know, I never have been. I think they got some great riffs, man, but the vocals kind of turned me off, to be honest with you. It's yeah. just too much, man. I respect their talent. You know, I'm not yeah. disparaging Who wants to hear about them. getting fucked with a knife? I mean, I right. mean if you are the I'm person like, that's like totally like, this is my favorite song, it's called Fucked with a Knife, you're like, whoa, bro. Alright, man. I don't know. Okay, good for you. Uh, Alright, man. Is your name Jack? I'll be inviting you over to my house later. Is your name Jack the Ripper? Or, you know, are you related to him? Like, uh, yeah, bro. Well... It's like like everybody has different tastes. Like so, some people like horror movies, some people like comedy, some people like romantic movies, whatever. You know, I'm like a documentary guy, you know, and right. like I like to watch uh, you know different things. And sure, sure. Uh, but you know, I was I've just never been one for like you know the, the blood and guts and the gore, fire, skulls, and most, hell. It's like most, it's, I feel like it's just been done so much. Right. You know? Most for me, when it comes to horror, I, I'm a I'm I'm a guy that likes the supernatural type stuff. You know, vampires, werewolves, and you know, demonic possession, shit like that. That you know, shit's scary. That to me, that yeah, I scary. love. I, I love. If like American ever, Werewolf in London is one of my all-time favorite movies. <laughs> if you ever met somebody who'd been possessed by a demon, it's fucking you'll freak out, dude. That shit's, no, you know, no, there's never, no, there, there's no clearer say. distinction to to like what in the hell? Like, I mean, like, okay, 
you could think about life, death, the afterlife, all of this type of stuff. Um, you know, good spirits, bad spirits, demons, this, that, witchcraft, whatever. They, you know, all I know, all I know definitively <laughs> is that there's more than we see here, right? Sure, sure. And you know, I'm not a big religious guy, even though Neither I did do I. like. I did. I did. Uh, after I had kids and stopped doing music, I actually ended up getting playing, recruited to play in the church band. You know, so one weekend I'd play guitar, the next weekend I'd play bass, the next weekend I'd play drums. But I was like feeding my music habit, just you know, at that right. point in time. And right. you know, I, I got fired from the church band because I decided to bring the double bass pedal and just oh, make God of Wonders like you know, when the, <laughs> it was a double bass. But in any case, but I got to see a lot of behind the scenes and stuff like that. And a lot of the times, it's it's like a vain pursuit, right? You know, uh, like a lot of people saying, "Oh, Jesus said this. Did he really say that?" I don't know. Like, and it's always people using like in the name of God, right? There, to it's been used so many years as like this, you know, mind control from the books of man, right? You know, yep. like the you know the man in the sky, right? Just like in the yeah. song the lyrics, you know, I say Santa Claus, you know, Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, the man in the sky, all collecting your money. I believe that your consciousness and your spirit, right, and and and, and the cosmic consciousness being connected mm-hmm. to the universe and everything being energy, you know, so. Balance your chakras and crank your metal, do whatever. But like, it's a there's a very much like a self-actualization process sure, that, sure. that people go through in life. You know, uh, hopefully, where it's like you want to strive for more and you want to you know be the best you can be about st- you know anything, right? And and for me, it's like live karmically clean, right? You know, because if there is an afterlife and you didn't score enough points, then <laughs> that's on you, right? Right, <laughs> but, right, right. But, <laughs> You know, but you have to like live with the consequences, right? So, and you're not gonna know what it is until it's your turn. You know what I mean? But you oh, know, yeah. there's, yeah. Well, anyway, I, that's deep. Yeah, <laughs> deep, I, I read somewhere one time that the atoms in our body were all once part of a star. So I'm like, well, then doesn't that mean we're all kind of connected to the universe? I mean, that's kind of deep when you stop and think about yeah. it, man. It's well, like, whoa, like, you, you know? Watch, like, uh, you know, ancient aliens and anything like oh, yeah. Rossi or all that, yeah. you know, where it's, they're talking about we're all made of star stuff, right? And like, uh, we are the universe experiencing itself through us at, right. at some level, right? And, you know, it's, it, so, yeah, I mean, to get caught up in like the, uh, the metaphysical part of it or the spiritual part of it it's like you know we've got people who are like they see the the name of the album oh in the name of god and then they see this figure ascending through the clouds with chakras blazing and metatron's cube and all the mandalas and people are like <gasps> like the religious people tripped man they're like wow you're it's only through jesus you're saved and you're trying to teach people self-reliance through your music and this is metaphysical spiritual hippie new age and you know this is evil and i was like oh my god can you just stop, block, yeah. move on? You know, I like you, you know. what I'm saying is like, you know, do the best you can with what you got. You don't know what's going to happen later, so live for you know sure, today, sure. but prepare for tomorrow. And, right, and you know, and, try to live a good life as you can. You know. Well, one of my favorite books when I was younger was Chariots of the Gods by Eric von Dynakin, man, where. He was taught, kind of postulated that some of the, especially the polytheist gods, was may have actually been mm-hmm. aliens, you know, which, like, again, an mm-hmm, ancient mm-hmm. alien show you're talking about where... The Anunnaki and, yeah, like, you know, you all know. these people. Yeah, and, and even parts of the Judeo-Christian God, he, he reads parts of the Torah, the Old Testament, and the New Testament, and where you're going, hmm, maybe there is something. Like, I do think there's a, an, 
I mean, it's funny. When I was a kid, you know, my, you know, of course, I went to church like all of us. And, you know, I, 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 I believed, you know. And then one day I was like, okay, this is kind of like Santa Claus of the Easter Bunny, which I found very humorous in your song because I'm like, oh, that's that's it. It's basically I the same thing. I think the first metal song that has ever mentioned Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny. Which I love it. <laughs> I love that. And, um, you know, the fact that, you know, I was like, I don't know about all this. And then being as, that I'm a nurse, I mean, I see human suffering on yeah, a daily basis, dude. man. So when, when I hear things, you know, like, oh, there's, there's a God and he loves you and everything, it just kind of cracks me up. I mean, whoever he is or whatever he is, he, she, whatever, they got the greatest fucking PR ever. Because if something great happens, it's his will and blessing. But man, if something shitty happens, well, he works in mysterious ways. I'm like, the fuck? Really? Like, okay, man. You know, and, Evil and, exists. Evil exists because God allows it to exist, my son. Right. And I'm going, <laughs> okay, that makes absolutely no sense to me then. You know, I'm sorry it doesn't. And I'm not trying to... You know, piss on anybody's beliefs because I do believe in freedom of religion and that you have the right to believe in whatever it is. And I do think there is an underlining truth to all of it because if you look at all the monotheist and polytheist gods, there's they're very similar. I mean, there's 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 good, there's evil, and every ancient well, myth and religion has their own version of the end of the world. Well, it's so, just like every country and every you know culture has their own way of preparing rice. <laughs> there's right. Always, different thing so like even on that the verse that i did in uh, in the name of god where i, I cite like i don't know 20 or 30 i different love that god. part that part right there where you're like yahweh buddha Shah. yeah you're mentioning Wakanta, all the different yeah. gods i yahweh, loved buddha, that Jah, Wakanta, jason god, i thought that that's... was really fucking cool very cool touch very like i was like oh this is awesome man i got it instantly i was like okay man yeah this is, well, I'm glad. I mean, a lot of people that they're like, so when I get somebody, I've determined the rate in hate to be about one in 8,000, right? So like every 8,000 or so good messages we get, we get one person or comment that's just like, oh, this is bullshit, you know, satanic music. And, oh, it's, it's you know, or just the fact that it says God, like people will automatically like just discount it. Like, oh, you guys are a Christian band. Yeah. But it, right. <laughs> basically, if anything, it's omnism. Right. Like I right. think that there's something good to be found in, you know, every religion. Right. I mean, the, the, you know, but right. I say, come as you are, worship as you please, believe what you want, you know. But for me, I'm just doing my thing. And, you know, I'm I'm, I'm like, I re love all, serve all, bro. Take it back to the sweet, to the, you know, sweet. Yeah. And, and, you know, honestly, I, I I feel the same way. I feel like everybody's trying to get to the same place or just taking different roads to get there man that's all yeah you know it's, yeah. It, it's try, as long as you try to be a good person because you know like I, I hate those pious fucking you know bible thumping mm. motherfuckers mm. but i also mm. have met some christians that were wonderful people that they don't just talk the talk they walk the walk man they well come that's in, the thing at the facility so, i work at they come in and they and they visit those old people and they do things mm -hmm. for them and they help take care of them and those are real Christians, you know what I'm it's trying like to say. About what, like I love when the religious people stop by my house, right? And the, you know, they're, they're oh, I'm on a missionary journey, this and that. And the other thing, well, you know, I always bring it back to like, you know, you got to be a good witness. J Jesus and, and God don't need a PR team. They don't need a sales force. I mean, people are out there doing that of their own, you know, reasoning. Yeah. But <clears throat> the, the thing is, like, if if you're going to believe in, you know, anything, like, I want to see a good. Uh, 
representation of it. So like if you're like some religious person and you're like, oh yeah, God, 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 but it's like like Forbidden had it in one of their songs years ago on the yes. Green album. He says, "Worshipped on Sunday, forgotten all week." You know, and that's, that's so like, true, man. Boom, boom, boom. right there. So, so true. You know? Hell yeah, bro. So anyway, uh, so but yeah, you know what? We're, speaking we're definitely. Since we yeah, got go this ahead. metaphysical conversation, why don't we get into the title track of this song, ladies and gentlemen? What duh? This is in the name of God by becoming only on that. Me- well, not exclusively, but on that metalstation.com. Crank this yeah. motherfucker up. Whoa.
we're back, man, and uh, that was, of course, the title track from um, Becoming's latest album, In the Name of God, released in 2020, and one of my questions for you is when, when we recorded this, he released it on June 12th, which, by the way, is my older brother's birthday, um, Ah, you know, so that's a good sign, um, uh, He's a Gemini. That, that's yes, like, yes, and that's he my truly wife's is. A, too. He is. A, <laughs> he is truly a Gemini, man. He he's the sweetest guy you'd ever want to meet, but he also has kind of a dark side too, man. Yeah, but I love him. That's my big like Nobody's business, I'm sure, dude. Oh yeah, you know, he's badass. Very man. organized. Well, and he's <laughs> I mean, very, if you believe in that sort of stuff, you yeah, know. Yeah, he's very um, artistic too. Like my brother can he, he can play different instruments. He can draw. He can sculpt. He can paint. Airbrush. He's a whiz with the computer and editing. Like the guy is just. He's like that Renaissance man you always hear about. He's good at a lot of different things. Like I'm good at a few things, but this guy, man, he's good at a bunch of things. So, and I and nice. he, he even did, like for our station, a lot of the um, graphics and stuff that you see, he designed all that for me. He did all that for me. He 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 does all Gotta my love sound brothers, beds man. and my shout yeah. out to the older brothers. Hey out man, there. hell yeah, I'm, <laughs> you know? he's my big brother and I love him dearly and I I'd be lost without him, man. So. Uh, Got to throw that out there, but yeah, I the, feel that. Uh, yep. One of the questions that I also had for you is, I'm sure this thing affected you like it did everybody else. Uh, did it? Did the pandemic make you promoting this album any harder? And I know that you, with a few help from your friends, but it seems like a lot of this album was done mostly. Not that I'm disparaging or taking credit away from anybody else, but no, it looks no. like you pretty much did most of the. The heavy yeah. lifting, so to speak. Um, That's what I so, do. So basically, you know? do, when you perform live, and obviously you have because you opened up, I guess you do you get hired guns or friends to help you out, or how does that work? So I have, I've never had to actually hire anybody to play live. I could if I wanted to. I mean, I've got like a lot of friends that are musicians, and like, you know, they're, 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 let's just say my bench is, is full, right? So, like, you know, at any point in time, you know, I can have someone jump in and, and do things. That's awesome. That's great. But, 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 you know, in terms of, you know, writing this album and even, you know, every becoming album, I wrote all the music, I wrote right. all the lyrics, I decided the direction, you know, lyrically and, and even from a, you know, branding perspective and things like mm -hmm. that, you know. And, uh, you know, I've had other folks that play, you know, like on my very first album, like, like 1998 to 2000, you know, it's basically like a glorified demo, right? It's called Regeneration. Damn thing's a collector's item at this point. Yeah. Um, I see it. It's listed <laughs> right here on Metal or uh, Encyclopedia Metallum. Yeah, and so you know, that's like a glorified demo, you know. Like, but we were like the guinea pig band for a recording studio, so we'd like have to like go up there and like you know get in after hours and buddy up with the students and like record our stuff. And so, you know, it was basically a glorified demo. And, and you know, the guys that played with me back then, where they were like some friends from high school, and you know, uh, you know, they didn't really write anything. But you know, over the years, it's just like you know. Relation. See, like the thing about most bands is it, it's uh, normal everyday life is what ruins most bands, right? So, you know, you have your, oh, you got the guy who shreds on guitar, but, you know, doesn't have a job, can't show up on time, doesn't bring his own guitar packs, always bumming cigarettes, you know, and, butt, and weed or whatever, and just you know, always bitching and whining, but can't write a song. But he can play a solo like a motherfucker, right? right. You know? So there's, there's some of those out there. And then you got the other people who are just like, you know, kind of along for the ride, you know? Sure. And so, you know, uh, I always was like, you know, guitar players are a dime a dozen, you know, if you can get a good drummer, get a good drummer, you know? Uh, but I, I was always like, 
studio was always at my house, so I, I would always be playing the drum kit, you know, and things like that. And my first instrument was bass, and it was guitar. Uh, and then, you know, I started playing drums. And you know, today I play guitar, bass, drums, piano. I play the freaking sitar, kind of terribly, but I learning <laughs> i played the, the turkish oud and i got the chinese gokin you know wow. i just I, I you know i love music and right. i'm all about music i like to just kind of plug in and just you know be a conduit to the universe right so yeah. you know as, as time goes on you know pe certain people stick with you and certain people don't the, the one guy that i have you know that's officially a band member is his name is amir fuladgar he's our lead guitar player yeah and so i mean i do some solos and stuff but uh amir does all like the really killer solos you know awesome. and uh you know, and then I've had some guest players, you know, over the you know years that you know, hey, you want to drop a solo? You know, like I knew this dude, he uh, he had cancer, and he was just like, you know, he's just this amazing player, and I was like, bro, like, you know, like I'd be happy to have you do a solo. Let's like memorialize your like amazing solo work, you know, and you know he, and so he did a solo, right? And so you know, there's just different people like over the time. So uh, as I'm going through my musical journey over the last however many years, you know, it's like 2022. Um, I'm working on the next album, which is going to be called Consciousness Revolution. And so I'm not a traditional band by any stretch of the imagination. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so for my drummer on this next album, I have multiple drummers, but the, the main drummer I've got is Sticks It In Ya from Steel Panther. Oh, so that's awesome. Sticks is so fun, dude. I, I he have is, so much fun. Dude, I've guys. seen Steel Panther like twice and well, yeah. three times, and they've been amazing every time. Um, yeah, I, I don't think a lot of phenomenal live band. The musicians. Totally, there's so just, much fun. They're and hilarious. It's like, it's cheek, it's yeah. humor. You can forget about your troubles and just crack up. But the thing people don't really realize about Sticks is he's like a multi instrumentalist, songwriter, businessman. Like, if you, I got, like, when I, the time I get with Sticks when we're working on, on my music and stuff, it's like, I'm just like, you know, teach me. <laughs> like let, you know awesome. just like learning yeah. you know about everything and anything and he's a lot of fun he's very talented and so he's been crushing it it was like you know this is like some of the heaviest drums i've heard him do and stuff i mean still panther i love him to death uh, but yeah. i'm just grateful to have his time and, and be working with him and then i also got a drummer <clears throat> dude that's done some stuff uh, for this album too his name's mike tarana and tarana is just like he's dude is in his 60s but he's in shape he lives in italy he's playing his drums on a raft in the ocean he he previously this guy's fucking awesome dude like he was uh sounds fucking played, amazing <laughs> he played with ingve malmstein he played with tony McAlpine. he played with uh one of the singers from nightwish and you know the guy is just all about it he's into it he's doing his music and his his whole thing is uh, hashtag i won't stop the music you know but look him up i mean just a killer dude you oh, know man. and yeah, and so I got some other. I'm working on a, a few things where I might have a couple of guest vocalists. I'm not going to mention who, but they're cool, and I can't awesome. wait. If, awesome. You know, just I can't wait. Done. And, and you're th you're saying this is going to come out next year? Maybe? Um, let's see. Depending, I'd like to drop it at the beginning of the year. Uh -huh. um, just depends on how far I get, like with everything, because you know my daily routine is like I get up at six, I start working. Company headquarters is in Israel, so it's like I'm. 
fighting the time zone and doing my thing, you know, for, for the work day, you know. And then as soon as I'm done with that, it's like, okay, you know, I'll start focusing on the music and stuff like that. And then you gotta, you know, answer all the messages and, you know, do all the business uh, admin work of running a musical entity and sure, all yeah. that. And then it's like, you know, you got the kids and you, you know, I'm married and my wife is awesome. And it's like, you know, so we're always just doing all of our regular life stuff. Anyway, but, you know, progress on the album right now. I'm like nine songs in. You know, probably going to make it 12 songs. So cool. a few more songs, and then you got to do all the, the you know, okay, let's get the artwork done. Let's get the package done. Let's get the music videos ready. You know, get the, you know, all of the stuff that goes into launching an album. Uh, if I could drop it in January, I, I will. Uh, it just Sweet. depends how far I get. Um, I don't want to rush anything, but no, uh, don't, don't, yeah. man. To yeah, put out the very well, best like, record about you this. can. Like, you know, first becoming album came out like 1998, 99, right? Glorified demo. We played all kinds of gigs around, you know, and did that. And then the had kids. And then like I stopped doing music except for you know feeding my music habit in the church band for a period of time. Uh, the second album, Sonic Revelations, which is actually, in my opinion our first album right right we dropped that in 2009 and that album I, I wrote the whole thing recorded it in my house like and then you know i had zeus um chris zeus harris mix and master and we released that album and you know zeus has worked with you know most recently like rob zombie and queen's but hate breed is like in shadows fall mm-hmm. and yeah. all these bands are like on his roster you know and and so zeus is like an audio wizard who just you know worked wonders and uh you know thankfully i was able to maintain that relationship and then he did uh the final mastering for in the name of god many years later so you know 1998 then 2009 for sonic revelations and then hiatus for a little while you know building my career kids get growing up and to 2020 dropped in the name of god so this album won't take as long to release but right. you know i mean now i'm just like okay my main focus is just you know working living my life you know and making music and so right on very man. grateful for that yeah so very this cool. next album yeah it's gonna be awesome i'm excited and yeah i can't wait to share it with the world and get people fired up bro i can't wait to hear it man uh but yeah i think because one of the questions i was kind of trying to get at was like when you put this i mean you, you put it out there like almost smack middle in the in the pandemic i mean what was that like for you man I mean, it was a challenge because of well so album was finished it was written everything was done the artwork got finished and I'll, I'll remember i'll never forget because um, i had to have surgery right i had crohn's and rheumatoid arthritis and oh, it, like, shit. really yeah, so like right at the beginning of, of 2020, I was just like, oh my God, like sick and shit. I had to go in and have like removed part of my intestines. And I was laying literally in the fucking hospital bed after post-surgery and I'm on my phone uh, trading messages with Melody Myers from Design by Melody who, who did our artwork uh, and stuff for the album. And she does all of our videos, videos. too, right? Yeah. She does an yeah, amazing she, job. <clears throat> Yeah, she, she she also manages Generation Kill, Rob Dukes from Exodus. I love band. Generation Kill, man. Yeah, so she she manages them. She works with them. She you know used to work with the, you know a lot of other people in, in the in the scene, and she's just a delight to work with. But literally, I'm in the hospital post surgery. We're sending the the emails, trading messages, and finishing the artwork, and then I get home from the hospital. I'm like, okay, let's go. We got everything ready. Let's get it off to you know the duplication plant, and then all of a sudden I'm like, well, CDs are kind of backward. But, you know, you can just do your digital. I'm like, all right. So we did the digital release, uh, and that was fine. 
but it only took like another extra month or so to get the CDs in stock. Um, probably got like a few left, so almost sold out of that first run. So I'm stoked about that. Um, but yeah, again, it was like a tough time because the world was changing and people oh, were uncertain yeah. and people were freaking out and you know everybody was trying to figure out what to do right so like right. all the, the the people in the industry that are playing the concerts and all the bands that are making their living touring they, they're just grinding halt you know yep. and so i have you know a lot of empathy for those folks you know yeah like, it was you know, it was rough uh, man for a lot of people yeah the people who the sound and the lighting and the you know the road crew and all that, that it was just it was just so hard on everyone um so i you know for me i was just like okay i'm recovering i'm just like dropping the album i'm, I'm glad to be alive right <laughs> then all right of a sudden, it, you know like we, we released it we had like 1700 fans on facebook i didn't know what was going to happen with this album i was just glad to you know I, hey this is my musical statement i'm gonna drop it you know and then flash forward to today less than two years later the becoming tribe on facebook is like over 125,000, and you know we're you know selling you know cds we're you know getting checks for downloading of the music and i'm just like wow this is crazy like you know i mean you don't get rich you know that's why i have a day job you know right, right. <laughs> support my music habit you know well um it, yeah it you know it's funny because like uh like i said earlier you know i i have obviously a lot of music in digital format because i'm an online dj but i i still buy cds i still buy vinyl you know, I still like having that physical product as well. Yeah, I love to look at like the artwork. I love to see the lyrics. I love to check out the package because it's like for me, it's like kind of a whole concept. If you're just like hearing the song, you might miss a part of it, right? Exactly. Um, yeah, and so, uh, but what happens is, you know, people they'll get turned on to like a track like Wish, and then they'll like, oh, you know, just like you or me, we'll like explore a catalog. Oh, I heard the song from Spain, and I kind of liked it. And then you go and start getting into it, and then, you know, some people they're like, yeah, it's not for me. But then a lot of people they're just like, oh wow, this is cool, this is going deeper. And then they get into it, they become like what they call like a true fan, right? Where it's like they're gonna buy some merch, they're gonna download the stuff, they're gonna promote your stuff, and you know, like uh, our growth. Uh, is is organic in the sense that like you know the the fans are sharing like on any average day it's like i've got you know 30 or 40 you know members of the becoming tribe out there sending our content out to other people posting in groups things like that and so it's it's that's what's helping it to grow right and, uh you know i i think that the pandemic you know yes it was kind of turned things upside down and made it harder for the the bands that were used to the traditional model of be on the road, be a touring, you know, t-shirt salesman, sleeping in a bus, smelling everybody's farts and doing whatever, <laughs> you know, like, you know, just right. barely making it and the record labels like slaving you and you're coming home, you know, broken, strung out, you know, and, and the rest of your life's falling apart, you know. So I didn't have any of those issues. So like I was very right. grateful. So, uh, you know, I have always been of the belief. It's like, you know, I'll play a show when I'm fucking good and ready, but I don't have to go out and do all that right it's like right. I, you're not obligated. and i have a yeah and i have a, a a connection with the fans and the audience and stuff like that like well, i'm accessible people you know i'm answering messages and and you know sending out cds like so when someone earns a top fan badge on our facebook.com forward slash becoming band right you know to earn a top fan badge you got to share content right and this is like an active promoter fan of the band uh, or of, of becoming the musical entity and you know then they earn the badge i ship them a free cd so like that has been huge for us you know and so yeah that's great man congratulations on all that and everything and yeah because it it, 
it's really cool because like that's one of the things that I really do admire and respect about you is that you are an independent unsigned band and I was going to ask you well what are the pluses and minuses of being in a DIY as being a DIY or do-it-yourself artist but you've kind of answered some of those questions already in a way I, just I by answering that, the COVID question because yeah, well yeah and, and, uh, I think that for me you know having creative control is you know that's my thing right i gotta be able to do what i want when i want you know that's that's how i always sort of been um but i think you know we've had offers from labels in the past and you know i ultimately turned them down uh, i remember roadrunner records turned uh, turned me down in like i don't know right around the time slipknot came out <laughs> i remember ah. talking to monty Carter. i'm like yeah man you got the cd right he's like yeah it's great you know it's like you know needs a little work on the production you got some great music he's like but you ain't got a gimmick, dude. I just signed Slipknot. These guys are crazy. Have you seen them? I was like, okay. Thank you for your time, Mr. Connor. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's interesting. Like, uh, my partner, the co-owner of the station, um, John Morris, you know, uh, aka DJ Duckets, he used to be an A and R guy um, for Roadrunner. He used to. He actually was a tour manager for Sepultura. And you know, uh, back in the day and stuff. So he he told me some interesting stories about Monty Connor. Yeah, I'm sure. Like I, you know, I, I just uh, the, the, the industry is designed a certain way. It's like a, almost like a pyramid scheme. I feel like sometimes the ones at the top and everything's pay to play for to some degree. Like not pay to play. Like I mean, if you're running it like a business, it takes money to make money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that. In terms of the pros and cons, I think it's just up to the individual artists, like what's going to be easier for them. Like, you know, like at this point, I, I need to hire some people because, like, I'm just fucking too busy. Like, you know, and I, I feel bad if like I'm like, oh, I didn't respond to those 30 messages. Jesus Christ, you know, like it's it's not a burden, but like you know, there's everything else that goes into it. It's like, okay, I got to review this licensing agreement. Okay, I got to go do this, you know, thing or that thing, and and so. Um, if you can manage it yourself, then great, you know. But I think building as an independent artist, building your your team, like okay, this is the person that, that carries out this function and that function, and one and being able to trust them, you know, like uh, right. you know, and, and 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 count on them, because you know, there's plenty of people out there that want to take your money and can do shit for you, and you're gonna try and oh, tell you what to do. Sure. You know, I mean, it's one of the the music businesses, like probably one of the dirtiest, shadiest business on the planet. You know, and (laughs) and then everybody wants to preach into you know, like, oh, I'm all for the metal community. No, you're not. You're out for you. You. So a lot of people will build a website, and it's like usually like another band, like they like they build a website, and like this is the band for the metal community website, but they're only just promoting their band, you know. And it's at the end of the day, and they're just trying to like latch on everybody else's stuff. So align your like I, my advice for like you know new artists or even current artists is like you know build your business model right build your brand do the things run it like a business you know make sure everybody knows what's what and there's no, there's no surprises but learn the business you know get a good attorney I got a great attorney I fucking love my attorney dude he's like a friend you know like he's like, <laughs> like awesome. you know he'll help yeah. you know and then it's like you know the different promotional entities that, that can help you get your stuff out i mean being the pro on being on a on a, sign, a big label you know like i say you're on a nuclear blast or a, you know one of those you know or a metal blade you know like they got an established network they could push your stuff out there and they could do all that you know um so you know shout outs and kudos they've brought, some of these labels you know like that have been around for a long time they've brought us 
our, some of our favorite bands ever. Oh, so by we're all grateful means. for them. Yes, you know? yes. And, and the, I... This, yeah, yeah. The, I, I, the one I that got me sad was John Z when he passed recently. Because yeah. remember, Megaforce Records coming up, you know? It's like, wow, you got all that yeah. stuff, you know? I was Facebook books. friends with John. He was a really sweet guy, man, you know? Mm-hmm. Good guy. And like you said, all I mean, about the metal. Him, I mean, you're talking about a dude right there, him and his wife, man. They put their fucking money where their mouth is, man. Like, nobody mm-hmm. wants... You know, it's kind of funny. Like, people forget that now, you know, because Metallica has gotten so big. that It's like, hey, I remember a time when... It, people just don't, I don't understand like how, how fucking out of the box they were, you know, like oh, yeah. nobody did shit like that. And, 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 yeah. and them and all the other one, all the thrash metal, band, they opened the door for all that extreme metal and everything yep. else that followed, you know, and just like Black Sabbath opened up the door for all the other traditional hard rock and especially yep. heavy metal. We're talking metal. Sabbath, in my opinion, are the first. They're the fathers of it. I don't give a Masters shit. Masters of reality, dude. Yeah, Masters totally, of reality. Yeah. I mean, there were some bands that were kind of heavy back then, too, but they were more on the rock side. Like, I right. think that the, the, what made Black Sabbath metal was they had that, like, that doom sludgy fucking, what they refer to as, like, stoner metal today. Yeah. You know? But uh, it was but, metal. It was just metal back then, like mm-hmm. you said. And, and yeah, I definitely think that, yeah, I think I could see both sides of it. Because, like you pointed out, you have total control. And sometimes when you're, it, it's just like with a movie, you know? Like, I remember I saw an interview with Kevin Smith, you know? And he was talking about how his buddy, um, Scott Moser, who produced all his movies, was like, dude, you know, the bigger the studio, the bigger the budget, the less control you have. And then you're essentially making a fucking movie by committee. And Kevin's like, I don't know yeah. if I could make a new movie like that. I don't even know if I want to make a movie like that. And, and ah. that's the thing, man. You know, it's like if you're... Yeah, that's when you get the, that old saying, that too many cooks in the kitchen, you know? Right. You know? And, and it, that happens yeah. a lot, man. You know, I mean... So, well, sometimes you need that, right? So if you're like an artist who just, you know, like, uh, I don't know, like, I feel like I'm, I got everything I need, right? Like, if I want to make a song, I could go play the drums, do this, that, the other. You know, when I, you know, get somebody else involved, it's like, you know, I want it to go beyond my personal capabilities, right? Like, I'm competent to a point, but then once I get outside that, that competence level, I'm like, okay, this is what I want. You can do it. You could do it, whatever, right? And everything's... You know, just, you know, everybody knows what's up, right? You're like, you know, you can do the track, here you go. You know, it's easy. Awesome. But I, I still write everything and do all the everything. And, you know, uh, not to say that if a major label came, yo, dude, I'll give you a crazy marketing budget. You get, you know, I'd be like, okay. I mean, you just, you, you got to listen to opportunities when they come your way. And, well, of course. and yeah. only align yourself with the people who have integrity, people who you can. Like I grade all relationships, like you know, like the old Lou Holtz philosophy, right? Can I count on you? Can I trust you? Are you invested in me? And do you really want to be there, right? Because right. everybody wants to be along for the ride when they, sure. they, know that they, you know, that's the best thing. But you know, like, are you, you know, are you gonna show up blood, sweat, and tears every day, and, and you know, be that person, right? So right on, yeah. man. Right if on, they're brother. not, then you know, hey, bye. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> right on, man. Right on. Well, uh, on that note, I think we're going to play another uh, track off this album. And the one that I was wanting to do is How We're Living. Yeah. How We Living. Yes. yes. That was, uh, we just released a video for Powerlines last week, but we just, that was the video we released like a month ago. Things got like 300,000 plays on Facebook. It went 
like kind of went viral. To, I mean, for for us, viral, right? <laughs> I mean, it's, right. it's not millions of views, but uh, because it struck a chord, right? How we live, and it's just like that was you your know, first you, song that I heard. I, you you had oh. sent me that video, I believe, or maybe Sam did. Somebody did, and I mm-hmm. I instantly liked it, and I and I loved the message because that melody. Um, the writings on the wall. Yeah. Right. The headlines. Yeah, Melody Myers made that video, and yeah, it was just really cool, man. And I was like, um, yeah, I really, it's like a statement about the times, right? Yeah, the times we live. Chasing after all this stuff, and it's like I'm not living how this person's living. They're not living. It's like everybody's living kind of their own life, and but what are you chasing after, right? It's like the, the and then all the stuff in the headlines and the news and the media it just got it's making people freak out and have all yes. kinds of issues. And so, just you know. Yeah, find, I, your, I, find your your zen spot, you know. And find I love your how you had like spot. some people that had like all these hits from their TikTok or whatever, and and that's the thing. <laughs> I don't want to like bemoan the internet because obviously without it, I wouldn't be having this conversation with you today, Jason. I wouldn't hey, be doing is, what I'm doing at that metal application. station. Yes, so I, you know, I'm one of those people that hey, the internet's awesome. It's wonderful. I love social media. Of course, it's got its bad side too, but you're always going to have the bad with the good. That's just the way life is man it's duality it's balance it's nature you know my, my point with that song is just very much like hey you know get living how we're living right if you don't like something change it and exactly. like, don't chase after vain pursuits you know yes. like, that's that was my kind of message with that one but yeah I liked it. I blast liked that it. shit blast that shit metal mic
how do you pronounce that again, buddy? I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's good. Jason Hardwin. Hardwin. Uh, Hardwin. Yeah, you can just call me Jay. <laughs> All right, man. Hardwin. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, yeah, this is, man, I'm having a blast, dude. This is a lot of fun. Um, no, it's great to be here, Mike. I appreciate real. you having me on and, you know, appreciate your support of the music and everything that Becoming is doing. And, you know, I, I, you get it. Like, you're one of the. Uh, the tribe members that, that gets it, you see it, you know, oh, and sure, it's resonating. Sure, and, sure. You know, yeah. For that, I'm grateful, man. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it, man. Like I said, I really appreciate you coming on and everything. And you, you answered quite a few of my questions. There was one question, though. Earlier, I was going to ask you, well, what was the first instrument you learned to play? But you kind of answered that. You said bass. What's your favorite instrument to play? Drums. I love playing the drums. It's just like the best thing at the end of the day. You're like, okay, let me just get on the drums and get you, get your groove on, you know? Yeah. And then it's like, you know, but but I, I play guitar. It depends, like, when I, what I'm in the mood for when I'm writing, too, though, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so, you know, it just depends on what I'm doing at the moment. But, like, if I had, if somebody said, you can only play one instrument, I'd be like, okay, drums. But then I got to think, oh, I got this arthritis shit, you know, rheumatoid arthritis. It does, it's hard to do. Right, so that's why I'll get like somebody like sticks it in you to come and throw down the drums, you know. Which is fucking awesome that you're getting him, dude. That is amazing. I cannot wait to hear this new record, dude. I'm yeah. right now. Just I'm like, holy shit, you got sticks. That's that's amazing. That is amazing. Um, but yeah, anyway, I think uh, we're we're pretty much done here, uh, Jason. I appreciate you coming on. This has been awesome, and I think we're gonna end the show. Unless you have another song of mine. I'm going to let you pick the song, but I was thinking we could end it with Powerline since you just did the video. That would be awesome. Or if yeah, there's another yeah. song you'd rather end, we can do it with that way too. It's yeah. You are the DJ at this moment, my friend. So. Oh, man. On that metal station with yes. Metal Mike. Yes. Love it. Yeah, I would say play uh, Power Lines because that is our most recent video. And, All right, know, man. I wrote, when I wrote that song, I, I put the drums down first. I had no idea what the guitar part was going to be or anything like that. And I, I just I slaved over that drum track over and over again. And then I just built it from there. But lyrically, it just kind of fits so good right now with everything going on in the news and, oh, and everything sure. going on in the world and people like just poisoning our minds with the power lines again people oh, all fucked up yeah. and don't nobody knows what's going on and you know so at the end of the day you know don't believe anything unless you see it with your own eyes and right. uh you know there's there's never going to be any shortage of misinformation out there and so if you want any you know official information about becoming you know feel free to check out facebook.com forward slash becoming band Instagram.com forward slash the band becoming YouTube.com forward slash becoming bands. You can see all our cool videos and stuff. And, uh, you know, uh, if you get confused by all that, you can always go to metalforlife.org. You can get yourself six free VIP song uh, downloads from becoming at metalforlife.org. And you can also go to linktree forward slash metalforlife and, you know, use that as a jumping off spot to all of our other sites and stuff but uh you know metal mike appreciate you man thank you for having me on uh appreciate you very much keep keep doing what you're doing with that metal station Uh, i know the music community appreciates you and you're doing an amazing job there dude thank you so much thank you so much man and all i can say to you dude is keep doing what you're doing keep fighting the good fight and stay metal my friend yes sir All right, folks, this is Power Lines by Becoming. 
from their latest album, In the Name of God, released in 2020. Once again, I've already told you four to three times, but I'm going to tell you one more time. Crank this motherfucker up right here on the Metal Mike Show on ThatMetalStation.com. Let's do this. Good job, man. Thank you, dude. I appreciate it. You know, no, it, it's it, it's definitely a good interview. I dug the music, so I call that a fucking win. Cool. I'm glad you liked it, man. I mean, like I said, I I, I think he's a really talented dude and just a cool dude, like just a chill guy. And um, it, it, I don't know, it was it was a lot of fun to do. And um, yeah, man. And also to to um, promote plug whatever you want to call it um i'm going to plug both of his albums uh sonic revelations which uh was released i do believe in 2009 and then his latest album which is the one we cover um in the name of god which i do believe came out in 2020 so and like i said he's got a new album coming out check him out uh go to his his uh, website uh becoming TheBand.com, I think is what it's called, but all that information will be in the uh, liner notes. And uh, yeah, 
really cool dude, really great band, and uh, looking forward to the new record, man. All right, outstanding, outstanding. Uh, since you already did your plug with your uh, closing on the interview, I got to tell you, I got to kind of plug Ghost because a little birdie told me that I'm finally going to see Ghost. They're coming to Asheville, North Carolina, which is about 45 miles away, hour tops. Um, it's where I had to be last weekend uh, for my girlfriend's daughter's college graduation. Uh, dude, tickets on sale. <laughs> I was like, fuck, I, I can't get them yet. Pre-sale sold out in like an hour and a half down here. Mm-hmm. And then the regular tickets go on sale. I, I guess it was yesterday. And... Uh, I told my buddy about it, and he's like, holy shit, man. He's like, if I have to go steal someone's kidney and sell it, we're going to make this show. And I was like, ah, I don't know. You know, I get paid next week, dude. You know, and that guy, Bill, he comes around in the middle of the month. <laughs> All right, right. Well, he sent me uh, the next morning the information saying he does have two tickets to go see Ghost in Asheville September 4th, so there's a real good chance I'm going to see that band. Mm. $180 a fucking ticket, dude. Oh, damn. Um, Is this a a stadium or a shed or theater, or do you know what the venue is? It's an arena. Oh, an arena show. Yeah, it's it's not huge. It's not huge. Is this this, um, them on their own, or are they... Because they've been doing a tour with Volbeat, yeah, they are not with Volbeat. Hmm. Um, I, okay. I probably should have been better prepared. Hold on just a second. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not just them, man. It's um, Mastodon. Who oh, nice. I dig them. And Spirit Box, I have no idea who that I is. I don't know who that is, but Mastodon and Ghost, that's a good pairing. I love Mastodon, man. I do, too. They're not bad. I don't have a lot of their stuff and at all. It's very see, power they're... metal. I dig it, though. But yeah, see, but they're considered progressive metal too. So see, I think you do like some. Progress. I think you need to you like Queens, right? Choke on like... that progressive dick. And Mastodon, that's. I'm not going to listen. I'm bands. not going to listen to Rush. <laughs> I, I didn't say you were going to, but I'm just saying because I didn't think you liked any of it, Bush. But I should have known better. I mean, after all, you do like Iron Maiden, and and I you like some of their more proggy stuff, don't you? I, I, mean, I do. I do. Yeah. Uh, it started with Fear of the Dark. You know, they have a couple songs. I mean, in particular, that song, it's very long. Well, I, I always felt like Seventh Son of a Seventh Son was kind of the beginning of that proggy stuff, in, in my opinion. That's fair. Uh, That's fair. Uh, but uh, you like that record, too, don't you? It, yeah, I love that record. See, yeah. So, that, okay. That All was right, one so- of those that just, it couldn't squeak into the top five, but it wanted to. See, that's what I get for, see, again, I, I made an assumption about you, and I was wrong. That, that's the thing about you, Bush. You do surprise me sometimes. You'll like things that I would never think you would like. Yeah, I'm, I'm all you over will, the place. You are all over the place, man. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, Ghost, I've seen them three times. I've seen them twice in a small theater, and then I've seen them open for Iron Maiden. They were fucking amazing every time I've seen them. I think they're a better band live than they are in their records. Ooh, so, and I love you, the records. Go out oh, and buy their new record, by the way. It's fucking uh, great. I, I love Ghost, man. I, I've, I've pretty much have like, I haven't really dug deep into this new album yet. I've heard a few songs, but I, I, I love them. I, I've always liked Ghost, man. Some people want to bitch, oh, they're too poppy or whatever. And, Fuck it. Which I loved it. I love I love Taylor. I love you. 
but I had to call him out. A while back, he posted on Facebook, uh, too, too poppy for me, and I posted right after, this from the guy who champions Poison and Bon Jovi. And, of course, he laughed. You know, well, he put well you got to laugh. But I'm going, dude, come on, man. Dude, Ghost, Ghost covered be- the Pet Shop Boys. They did a ridiculous cover of It's a Sin. In fact, I'm going to close this show with Ghost. Sorry, Becoming. Ghost just won the closing song. It's okay. Good, man. I mean, there's like five fucking songs on that. that, That's true. That's true. You know, I'm sure Jason Hardwin will be fine with that. I'm sure. And we will have him on. But yeah, go check out Ghost. Uh, I'm really stoked. I haven't been to an actual show since, well, it was either Slipknot or Skinner. I can't remember which I saw for or last. So it's been a long you know, time. Other than the stuff at Rockin' Pod, I haven't been to a show in years. You know what I would love to do, Bushy? One of these days, you and I are going to have to go to a show together, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I know we've done the whole Rockin' Pod and stuff, and that's cool, but I would love to go see a band that we both love together. That would Fuck be awesome. Yeah. You know, we'll have to do that. Maybe when we both converge to Nashville eventually, we will. <laughs> uh, Nashville. Yes, sir. That's a good city. It is. It's amazing. I love it. All right, man. Uh, I think we said all we have to say. I think we've done all we have to do. For real, uh, dude. I Thank do you want for to doing say, this, man. Oh no, absolutely. Uh, we're not. We're not quite done just yet. I do want to remind people that we have a Teespring now. Uh, I'm getting Metal Mike to work on something for his Metal Mike meltdowns. I can't wait for that to come. I got to talk to my big brother about that and see what he can come up with, man. I am going to add more stuff right now. There's only four items. But hey, if you like the plug podcast, prove it. Put your wallet where your mouth is. (laughs) Buy some shit. (laughs) Awesome. And that would be amazing. And also... um, Check out the merch that we have at that metal station as well, man, because, you know, um, Bushy does a show there. I do a show there, and, and we got other cool DJs too, but get Bushy and Metal Mike stuff first and plug stuff first. Then if you got any money left over, support the other DJs. Yeah, worry about those <laughs> other guys last. <laughs> <laughs> but we love those guys too. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, also, we are on Podchaser. Uh I, I checked. We have no Apple reviews. We have no Podbean comments. We have no new recommendations. And we have no Podchaser reviews. So what I'm going to say is go to one of those sites. Leave a comment. Leave a review. We'll read your name on air, man. We'll read the, we'll, we'll read the review to you. Unless you're just not a true plugger. I've really got to get this plugger thing going. i got to make something for you, the plugger. I'll figure something yes. out. The plugger. Uh, all right. Man. I'm the plugger. <laughs> the plumber. Yeah. <laughs> right. And we know how those movies end. Oh. Yes. All right. Metal Mike, final thoughts. Uh, keep fighting the good fight and stay metal to your dying breath. Hell yeah. Bye, vinyl. We'll see you. We'll see you in two weeks, maybe three. All right, man. Let's get out of here. Uh, Metal Mike, I love you. Thank you so much. Uh, be safe on your trip. Uh, you leave this weekend, don't you? I leave tomorrow morning. Okay, yeah. Be safe. Uh, take lots of pictures. Post them all over Facebook. Oh, we will. I and, mean, uh, Bill knows all about that stuff, so there'll be a sh- plenty of photos. Sweet. And I'll hold down the fort as well as I can here. A new episode dropping Monday. It will be, oh, this was a tough one, people. This, it, it, 
top 10 glam albums of all time. Ah, uh, yeah, that was, <laughs> that was a rough one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was a lot rougher even for me than I thought it would be, but it was a lot of fun. It absolutely was. We'll definitely have to do some more top 10 lists down the line. Yeah, yes, I believe we do. All right, man, let's get out of here. Hey, Bear, sing that song. Hey, this was really fun. We hope you liked it, too. Seems like we've just begun when suddenly we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Because now it's time to go. But hey, I say, well, that's okay. Cause we'll see you very soon, I know. Very soon, I know. What the fuck is this shit? This is how we say goodbye on The Plug. See you next week.